Talk Live. You can join the show here. All you got to do is dial in. Live Saturday episode here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. And uh, the, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. We have not heard that uh, Peakless Mountaineer won't be making it, so we are expecting him. Probably ran into some traffic would be my guess, so uh, hopefully everything's okay out there. Uh, but of course, you can join us in here. We talk about things we think you might find interesting. And something that was very interesting at the time that it happened, uh, but I haven't heard a lot about up until this last week, was the Nord Stream 2 pipeline uh, that was targeted. Yeah, humanity's attention span seems to be less than five minutes these days. Yes, luckily, a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch, it's a name that rings a bell. I guess he's he worked with the New York <laughs> uh, Times. The only Seymour I remember is uh, the guy who wrote Under the Bleachers, Seymour Butts. Seymour Butts. <laughs> uh, this guy, I guess he's you know got some, he's got some acclaim to his name uh, for whatever work he's done in the past. And he's done quite a uh, a bit of an investigation on this situation. And at the time when it happened, of course, it was right before the uh, you know right, right before the weather started getting colder, and there was What's all a this Nord Stream. It is a pipeline uh, that is run by Russia. Thank you for asking. Yeah, Russia's pipeline that was uh, delivering or was intended to deliver, I believe, natural gas to Germany, and. The rest of Europe, I presume, as well. But Germany was where it would terminate, coming from Russia, going through, uh, what is that, the Baltic? Is it the Baltic Sea that's up there? I believe so. I think that's what it is. So, yeah, it was underwater in the Baltic Sea, terminating at Germany. Uh, it had not yet been, it was full of gas, but it had not yet been, like, authorized by the German government. Mm. So it was just like... Ready to go, but they weren't actually using the gas. Oh, it was an empty pipeline. No, no, it was oh. full. Oh, it was. So it, it was, was full. Pressure. It was full okay. of gas. Right. It's just the German government had not yet said. They didn't turn the faucet on. Yeah, had okay. not yet said. Okay, yeah, we want cheaper gas. <laughs> they were having their their spat with Russia right over this Ukraine uh, situation. Yep. yep, yep. And so you know, this was right after when Russia had turned off the spigot, so to speak, towards. Europe, or had turned it down, and then there were issues with the other pipeline that they had. I believe that's Nord Stream One, if I recall the the naming correctly. That I think travels over land. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. I by by no means. Oh, I don't know, but if, if that's expert. true, they need some new marketing people to rename their pipes because Nord Stream One and Nord Stream Two is pretty boring. It is, but these are governments, you know. Yeah. So like, you're not going to get creative names from uh, from them. But uh, somebody blew it up, the Nord Stream 2. Somebody, quote unquote. Yeah. An yeah. unknown person, persons, or entity. Yeah, and you know, maybe it was Joe Biden who had this done. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can you imagine Biden in like some sort of underwater like scuba suit or, a, <laughs> you know, some sort of mini submarine with like robot arms? He's down there, do, you know, planting, you know, whatever explosives <laughs> and that kind of thing. Uh, that would be hilarious, uh, but I don't think it went that way. Uh-oh. In fact, I do have here. I'm going to see if I can find. Uh, I'm going to. I have to pull it up on this computer, the studio computer. I'm assuming we're blaming ready. Joe Biden for blowing up the pipeline. We're blaming the United States government, and certainly it was done at the behest and or the with the complete knowledge 
of Joe Biden. We played for you audio at the time that uh, that surfaced and has, uh, has has resurfaced here, and here it is from the Daily Mail in the UK. This is Joe Biden speaking in February of 2022. Now, keep in mind that the pipeline was destroyed in September of 2022. So this is you know seven months prior to this happening. Uh, this was spoken by Joe Biden just prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and just just to bring you back in case you missed it. Uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. We will bring an end to it. Right now, the United States denied being involved in you know blowing up the Nord Stream two. <laughs> Despite the leader of the United but, States, yeah. the supposed leader of the United States, saying, saying uh, <laughs> there that will be the end of Nord Stream <laughs> yeah. two. We, we will bring an we end will to it. bring an end to it. <laughs> I mean, that seems pretty damning right then. And then there was also uh, this guy, like one of these techno nerd uh, YouTube channels, who I guess he looks at the. Uh, they they have really fancy systems now where you can track airplanes yeah. you know if you have the the right program or yeah or whatever. the right app on your phone or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, this dude had like not a phone app but like a computer app that was like super high quality sure. and he was uh he said yeah look here uh here's the time of night it was this, the the night that the attack happened the explosion happened he saw this I remember reading something about that yep, when this all first sort of came into the news cycle he saw this u.s uh plane that he was able to identify the type of plane, but the numbers were obscured. So normally on this app, you can see like whatever, whatever you call it, the call it's sign. Because Joe right? Biden wrote him, and his like decrepit <laughs> hand kept shaking. And uh, in this case, senile, it was just not there, right? Well. Like the data was not available for the call sign for this particular airplane. <laughs> Weird. That just happened to go, and then it happened to drop from like twenty thousand feet to ten thousand feet. Yeah. Right around where the pipeline, you know, was, and then it happened to pull back up. Isn't that like the exact height that they need to like deploy like troops or you well, know something? So, th- so we don't know what happened, yeah. right? We just know that a plane dropped down out of its normal area of flying, and then it came back up. And it happened to be the only plane in the vicinity, and it happened to at be at time. that time of night. And it happened to be the U.S. So, and and so now we fast forward here to the Seymour Hearst story. This is being reported. Not just by RT, but, you know, I like to turn to RT for the best critical coverage of the United States. (laughs) They do have a way. Uh, The Nord Stream pipelines were destroyed last September uh, by the U.S. And by the way, the the Russians did point the finger at the United States right out the gate. Wait, read that sentence again. Uh, The Nord Stream pipelines were destroyed last September by the U.S. in a covert operation. So there it is. Yep. According to that's according to Seymour Hersh, the Pulitzer Prize winning Mm -hmm. investigative journalist. The legendary reporter made the bombshell revelation in an article posted to his newly launched blog on Substack on Wednesday this week. The explosives, he says, were planted at the pipelines back in June in 2022 by u.s navy divers under the guise of the ball tops 22 nato exercise hirsch reported citing a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning so military's got a leak somebody leaked this information the journalist noted that he had reached out to the white house and cia for comment by the way you've got a story about the cia coming up here tonight captain 
Creeps uh, in action. Yeah, with both firmly rejecting the claim that the U.S. quote-unquote took out the pipelines as so-called, quote, utterly false. The bombs were detonated three months later on September 26th with a remote signal sent by a sonar buoy. The buoy was dropped near the Nord Stream pipelines by a Norwegian Navy P-8 surveillance plane, according to the report. Now, I don't remember it being Norwegian in the dude that I was telling you about, the, the, yeah. like the techno nerd that was analyzing the, the flights, but it was the, the Poseidon plane, the P-8 plane oh. that he identified. So it seemed like he was on to something. What was the other thing you mentioned? Oh, the buoy. So a buoy. The plane uh, drops a buoy. Was it named buoy. David? I don't know. David Buoy? <laughs> Uh, the, the plane drops the buoy down, and this thing apparently sent a signal that triggered the bombs that were set three months earlier on the pipeline. Uh, okay. The operation came to fruition following months of back and forth between the White House, the CIA, and the military, with officials focusing on how to leave no trace of U.S. involvement in the attack. The planning process began back in December of 2021 when a special task force was created with direct participation of U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The report says, quote, the Navy proposed using a newly commissioned submarine to assault the pipeline directly. The Air Force discussed dropping bombs with delayed fuses that could be set off remotely. The CIA argued that whatever was done, it would have to be covert. Everyone involved understood the stakes. We can't just let people know that we're going to do this operation. Nobody should speak of it, particularly the guy in charge. The switch, and then he... (laughs) The source told Hirsch that everybody involved understood the operation was not some kiddie stuff, but was actually an act of war. Throughout all of the scheming, certain officials urged the White House to drop the idea entirely. Quote, some working guys in the CIA and the State Department were saying, don't do this. It's stupid and will be a political nightmare if it comes out, according to the source. This is why I continue to despise the system known as statism, governments, if you will, because I do not wish harm on people I've never met mm-hmm. for any reason. Uh, and I also don't believe in harming people unless, uh, you know, I need to do it in self-defense. Right? That's the only legitimate use of force. But here we have this organization known as the United States government who takes money from me, from you, from everybody. Sure. Uh, as much as they can, you know, get away with without, you know, any sort of, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe they could take it all. Maybe they just go ahead and make us all overt slaves and nobody would care. I don't know. But, you know, they take money from us and they go and they do war things. Warlike things. Right. Killing people. Things that I don't want any involvement in whatsoever and I don't have a choice. Nor do you. Nor does anyone else, really. Or in this case, cutting off an energy supply to an entire nation. Right. Now, why would I? I don't, I don't want to do that. Right. If I did, I would certainly have to bear that expense myself. Right. I would have to, you know, rent a submarine, yeah, hire, some hire some mercenary dudes, figure out how to source some C4 on the black market or something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is I got to do, and then plan and pull off the whole operation, you know, in complete secrecy. Sure. Right. Which is hard enough to do, much less when a government's doing it. Yeah. And at a who knows what cost yeah. that would be. But I don't want any part of that. And I have no choice. Mm-hmm. And so. For anybody to say statism is a valid way of organizing humanity is completely wrong. Yeah, I suspect those people won't be calling in tonight. Uh, But if you want to, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. 
6160. And, and great point about Joe Biden spilling the beans. I, mean, I wonder how many of the CIA guys were just face, you know, head, <laughs> face forehead bump. slapping, you know, on that one. Like, oh, God, Joe. Like, damn uh, it, Joe. Like, they're probably sitting around going, no, not again. Originally, the explosives were set to have a 48-hour timer, or that was a plan, and were set to be planted by the end of the ball tops exercise, Hirsch reported, citing the same source. The two-day window, however, was ultimately deemed to be too close to the end of the exercise, which ordered the task force to come up with an on-demand method of detonating them. This ultimately turned out to be the sonar buoy. So the idea being that they're having this exercise that's a public thing. You, you know, there's planes around or there's sub- submarines moving around. It's going to be too obvious, right? Oh, right. okay. Uh, they had this exercise and then two days later, the thing blows up. Uh, right. Obvious. Right, because they've been doing that for decades. Where they have a training exercise. <laughs> Where they have a training then, exercise and then something weird goes on that mimics the exact training exercise they were doing. Yeah, like 9-11. That happened then, right? Uh, we'll, t- we'll continue this story. Mass shootings. We're going to continue that. this story here because it's pretty big news. You know, this is... Something that they do not want you to know about. And the word, thankfully, at least to some extent, is getting out here thanks to uh, this gentleman, Seymour Hirsch, the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. But let's go first to the phones here. We got somebody on the line. Caller, what is your name? You're on Free Talk Live. I'm John from Chattanooga. John, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, WGOW is what I'm listening to. Just want everybody to know where I'm from. Me too. Thank you. So first off, I I, I love what you guys are doing. I I really do. I've loved it for years. I called in yesterday for the first time, and uh, today I'm going to call, and I work for the government again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, they lie to you. They lie sure to everybody that they're that that works for them. They they let you know a little bit, but they don't let you know everything. Yeah, you're compartmentalized. They will do that to you. Yes, it's very compartmentalized. It's something that they always have done, and they will always continue to do it. There's always somebody up there. Okay, when September 11th happened, I was stationed in Insulik, Turkey, mm-hmm. and I watched the towers fall from Insulik, Turkey, mm-hmm. at a air base in Insulik, Turkey. And then I was told... Uh, about nine months later that we were going to Iraq. And I said, why are we going to Iraq, sir? I asked my commanding officer this. He said, you're not to ask questions. I said, well, why? Why are we going there? I I don't understand. And I will always remember this because it just, it was something that happened. I was like, this was not related to Iraq. I just did not believe it. And as we found out later, Iraq had nothing yeah, to do it with wasn't. it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, was it, what was yeah. the uh, – uh, recently, too, within the past, I don't know, 15 years, uh, they came out and said, uh, oh, yeah, the Gulf of Tonkin, totally false flag, totally yeah, made-up yeah, thing. Fake. And yeah. that was the, the whole reason that – I mean, like, the U.S. admitted it, right? For a while, like, people, investigative journalists, you know, that kind of thing, they, they'd go out and say, say well, we, we believe that this was planned by the U.S. and this was an operation and the U.S. for – ever was like no 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 we didn't and then finally they're like yeah it was us <laughs> but weapons of mass destruction someone found yellow cake yeah. blah 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 yeah, yeah. Lies, yeah. Lies, how lies. many did they find how many did they find yeah yeah so not only are they liars but they're thieves they take your money mm-hmm. and use it to do things and then they completely lie about what they're doing with it and kill your sons and daughters right? oh yeah or yeah. if they don't kill them, turn them, you know, insane by having them being in combat zones, yeah. and and then and then give you, you know, false senses of participation. Like, what we did over there was important. 
We have to go over there and mm-hmm. take care of them. Otherwise, they'll get out of hand and do things that we don't like. Yeah. It's the fear mechanism. Oh, yeah. It's sure. fear. Promote fear. Promote and make fear the biggest thing that we have. Make fear the best thing that we can use as a weapon against our own people so we can take our people and make money off of them by having war. It's war that they want because they make money off Big of time. war. You know they've done it forever. War is the health of the state. I believe that's Randolph Bourne who said that, and, and he is absolutely correct. They have to have fear. Yes. Uh, because they have to have an enemy. They have to have the other. They have to have the bad guy. Because if they didn't have that, then people might figure out that it's the government that is the bad guy. That they, these people who lie for a living. And, and take your money. And steal for a living. And everyone knows that they lie. Like, that's not a surprise. And everybody just keeps it going. That's, that's why the do we sad do part. This? Well, because they've been brainwashed. Why do we do it? I'll tell you why. It's the reason, ridiculous. I agree, John, but the reason the reason why is the the same yeah. criminal enterprise that is lying to you about yellow cake in Iraq is running the schools. So they get the youth yeah. of America for 12 years, for 13, 13 years, years at least, not including college, but 13 years of every day indoctrination, pledging allegiance. I pledge allegiance to know, the flag of the United States of America. Which is, by the way, written by a socialist yeah. for the people that don't know the history of the I Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to myself and my own there free thought. Yeah. Yeah. And That's what, what we need. I think and believe is the truth. Right. And the truth is, is we're being lied to. And that's always Every been that way. Every day of the week. Right. It's always been that way. That's the, that's the system. And he throws some television in there, you know, the whole it's called programming for a reason mm-hmm. bit. There's some truth to that. Uh, if you look at sure. the uh, the six or so companies that control all of the media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it used to be at some point in, in human history that uh, an investigator would go and dig and, and get some facts and report to the people. But now... Well, in this case, we finally get that with the Nord Stream story we're talking about tonight. Yeah. So it does still happen. You know, we need we need, we need need more from us, the, the, the people that believe in freedom and well, everything. Yeah. Well, and yeah. well, look we, at what they do, though. Need, look at what they do to, like, need, uh, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. butts and donkey butts. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't need that. Two-party system is it's failing, and it's going to fail, and it's going to make this country yeah. worse than it's ever been, and, and it's already What we need, bad. of course, is a, what is it, 360 million people in the United States? Not 330, I think, last I heard. We need a 340 million party system. Sure. Where everybody yeah, is their vote, own party. One vote. Self-government. And That's no right. parties. Self-government. Zero. Zero. And, and we got to get rid of this. Stupid Congress where you can become a professional political person where you can spend 30 or 40 years in Congress or whatever, because that's what they do. That's how this happens. The president doesn't have nothing to do with it. The president is completely powerless. It's the he's people a behind tool. the scenes that yeah, he's we a don't tool. see. He's a tool. He's an actor. Uh, yeah, and he's yeah. not a very good one. He's but a tool. It's a it's the professional political people, and it's the ones that are there for years that you don't see. You don't know their names. You might hear a few of them every now and then, but they're there forever. Yeah. Dick Cheney was one of them, and he had been there forever. Donald Rumsfeld, 
And who is the one? I, I'm telling you right now, these people are evil. There's something bad with that. Pay Nick no attention. Pay no attention to those men behind that curtain. <laughs> Pay no attention. Yeah. John, good call, yeah, man. The Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate hearing from you, man. Thanks. Thank you for calling, and I definitely appreciate uh, your yeah, checking buddy. in here tonight because he's right on. He's right on with yeah. uh, the assessment there, and it absolutely you know comes all the way back to these government indoctrination camps, these day prisons that the the youth in the United States are sent to every single day, basically, and 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 they're just told all of this misinformation, all of these stories. That is, they're designed to pump up the state. They're designed to build legitimacy for the government rather than encouraging people to think independently, rather than encouraging entrepreneurship. They encourage people to become, um, you know, to essentially plug into the system, get yourself a career, have some kids, retire and obey the government the entire time. I mean, there's a there's a set path in life that they want you to go on and they don't want you to break from it because they don't want you to think outside the box. Right. They don't want you to think independently. It's I, I dangerous was, to them. I was reminded of uh, the fact that not one thing that WikiLeaks ever put out was debunked successfully by the, the government. Yeah. No, they kept they kept trying to like uh, debunk it, but then WikiLeaks just kept on coming out with more, or Ed yeah. Snowden or whatever just kept on coming out with more, just building on what he originally said, and eventually they just couldn't even they couldn't even lie hard enough to yeah. make it go away. And yet the the guy who ran that thing, you know, you see him on your television screen, but when they show him. You know, he's got his hands behind his back like he's cuffed or, you know, he's hiding out. You know, they show him disheveled. They don't. You talking about Assange? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And so uh, at at any rate, uh, look at who's being persecuted by governments. Mm -hmm. Truth tellers. Those are the people you should be paying attention to. Not the governments, the people who the governments are persecuting. Yeah. So again, to the question of why this continues on. Even though people know, even though the people went through the government school know the government lies, they know that politicians lie. They know the old adage of whenever a politician's li- uh, lips are moving, he's telling a lie, right? Everyone knows that. But yet, the government has been so successful at brainwashing people, they cannot imagine a world without it. Yeah. So they're just like, well, well we're just going to have to have evil in order to have a society. I was there for a long time. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. Of course, you can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.
is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here and bring up what you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about, the you know, another government lie. One of millions of government lies. Billions of government lies? I don't know. It's hard to, hard to keep track. But this is a biggie. This is them blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, the United States federal government, according to Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Seymour Hirsch, I guess worked for the New York Times back in the day. He had an insider explain the whole thing to him. There's a 5,000-word report that this guy wrote on his substack. We're not reading that. I'm reading a a summary here. Uh, But I will give you the full link on our social media. So if you have not yet, Doug, and you want to dig deep into this, you can do that. Uh, You will be able to do that. My name's not Doug. I'm glad. Uh, but uh, you'll be able to do that. I'll give you the link over at social.freetalklive.com. It could be, though. I could just change my name. <laughs> yeah, you could. And I'm here with Doug tonight. Uh, you can go to social.freetalklive.com. Follow the Free Talk Live account there. It is at FTL, and that's where I'll post the full link to uh, the Seymour Hirsch article that, that he's released about the uh, U.S.-supported, U.S.-backed, U.S.-planned, Nord Stream sabotage, where the explosion happened in September of last year. There was a big, you know, big to do about this. This was a huge strike against the Russians, and technically it was a strike against the Germans as well, because the German people could have benefited from that that gas. Doesn't matter. The empire gets what the empire wants. Yeah, and uh, what's going to happen as a result of this? Well, that remains to be seen. But we're going to continue with your calls and thoughts, and then a little bit more about the story. Uh, we do have David on the line in Georgia, though. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David. So let me see if I can let me see if I can get this straight. Is it the Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will? Mm, you forgot Lord. Ah, uh, darn. That's I all right. But other than that, perfect. Spot on. All right. <laughs> okay. Still no so doctor yet, though. Uh, yeah, no doctor. Yeah. Is there a doctor in there? Yeah, Lord Reverend Doctor okay, Captain okay. Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Put a the, actually. The oh. Lord Reverend. And then we added on Beard Talk Live last week, we added the authentic Lord Reverend <laughs> Captain, or Lord Dr. Reverend Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. You can't even remember your own name. It's too long. No, I'm just going by Doug tonight, apparently. <laughs> there you go. You should, get, uh, you should get your co-host Nikki a beard so she can be on Beard Talk Live. We, we actually there do. There is one in here, We yeah. do own a, uh, yeah, it's a. We call it the strap-on. The guest beard. <laughs> the strap-on beard. <laughs> okay. Now, before, uh, you guys mentioned taxation and how the government steals your tax money to fund these uh, like attacks against pipelines and wars and yeah. things like that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a, a thing where you can do – you have to hire lawyers and whatever to do it. But basically you pay – no taxes to the government, and then what you would owe in taxes to the government, you actually give to like charities and stuff like that. And the government hates it, so you have to have like lawyers and crap like that. Uh, I don't know if you have to have lawyers, there. but uh, it's called, I think, a deduction, if I recall correctly, from the taxes and such. Is if you no, give what, money, what to- you do is you just refuse to pay the taxes entirely, and then you figure out what you would have owed in taxes for that year, and then you pay it all to charities. Yeah, I think that's called a deduction. I mean, I, again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, I, but I believe I, that's... I, I think he's talking about one of these sort of uh, 
legal like loophole things that you can jump through kind of like a, a imagine the sovereign citizen movement uh-huh. uh and that kind of a thing where there's some certain paperwork you can fill out to where you know you you okay fine you don't have to pay this tax instead we're still going to take the money but it can go over to these charities instead i didn't know i, I, I mean yeah. i don't know if there's uh, restrictions on deductions yeah. but i'm pretty sure that that's a thing right it's re- fairly regularly yeah, sure, done of course yeah uh, that's why there's all these charities that are like make a tax deductible right. donation to you know X well, organization. Yeah, I mean I know I know you can donate to charities, but I'm almost certain there's people who will refuse to pay the IRS anything, and then they'll take they'll figure out what they owe in taxes and pay it all to charities. Not I, give I have no idea. If there is, I I don't know what that is, and I haven't heard of it. If you can find out more about it, I'd love to know. Yeah, we'll to me, it just sounds like people taking a deduction. I mean, that's that's yeah. a thing that people I mean, do. It still doesn't excuse them taking the money in the first place. Well, Indeed. no, they don't take it. You don't. You don't give them a cent at all. Yeah, those would like, be uh, people who. Right, right. But what what it sounds like you're saying though is that it would be enforced that you would figure out whatever you would owe, and that money would go to charities instead. Well, what if I needed to live? Yeah, what if, that's why true. why does somebody else get to decide where my money goes at all? Like that's that's my right. problem. Yeah, I, with, I think with we, even that solution, you're describing people who are probably um, you know self-employed or entrepreneur types who they're not working for a corporation. Because if you're working for a corporation, then there's definitely going to be somebody taking taxes out of your paycheck, right. and that, there's just no way to avoid that basically. But if you don't, then it's they're going to be on you to send the taxes in, and so those people would be able to take the deductions and avoid paying. The taxes too, so I don't think it's as uh, uncommon as maybe you're making it sound, David. It seems I think this is fairly common for people, whether they go all in and they 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 pay zero taxes or how far they take yeah. this. I don't know, by the way. But, uh, but pe- zero, since you mentioned it, is the fairest tax of all, indeed, and indeed. should be applied to everyone and everything, hands down, immediately. Uh, Peakless Mountaineer is joining us here. Hello, Peakless. Good to be here. Thank you for, good uh, beer? for being here. Good beer. Oh, good to be here. Sorry, I, I misheard that. Uh, David, anything else you want to share tonight? Nope, that was it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. Uh, Peekless, have you heard about this Seymour Hirsch article? That was actually part of my uh, part of my show prep today. Great. Uh, we're sharing... Oh, weird. We're sharing the <laughs> RT summary here. The The full article is 5,000 words. There's just no chance we would right. we would get a chance to uh, get through that. I mean, I that. can do some speed talking, but I'd have had to read the article in the first place before tonight's show even started. Nah, no, I don't think that would be good. But, but yeah, but me neither. It'd be poor radio. Basically, what it's, uh, it comes down to, uh, according to, again, this is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, investigative journalist, who's released this. And again, we will link the full story at social.freetalklive.com or the at FTL account for those of you that want to dig in. But he's got an insider, someone in maybe the military, maybe mm. the CIA, don't know. Uh, but that insider said, look, they, uh, they've been planning this for basically most of a year. Uh, it started being planned in December of 2021 before the invasion of, mm-hmm. uh, of Ukraine, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, well, and that's the thing. In 2020, in 2014, they knew that they were provoking a response from Russia. Mm-hmm. They went on national television on Comedy Central saying, yeah, well, we're kind of hoping that they'll let us get away with the fact that we uh, stole their girlfriend. Who and, went on Comedy Central? I, I forget his name. I can look it up uh, exactly. But uh, it was it was one of the people involved in uh, in the coup in Ukraine 
that where the U.S. Uh, CIA allegedly replaced the president in Ukraine right. with one of their right. guys. Exactly. So he goes on there. He's bragging about this thing, and and uh, John Stewart's uh, why. Like why don't you uh, why don't you make the coup de gras and and you know start bragging to Russia? It's like well we kind of stole their girlfriend and we want to get away with it. Like, Meaning that Ukraine, was, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was his way of putting it because uh, this corridor uh, through Ukraine is absolutely crucial to Russia for two very big reasons. Uh, one of them is is trade because it's a warm water port Mm -hmm. and russia just doesn't have any warm water ports that aren't in ukraine's you know general area so you're saying that the ukraine is sitting there going i'm somebody's bitch (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly and the the other thing is just uh by the terrain it is the only way to move an army over land into russia it is simply the only reasonable ingress, and they know this, and they've known this for a very long time. So, uh, of course, if you if you convert this to a NATO ally, I mean, okay, it's technically not part of NATO, uh, but in in every practical way, it, it effectively is part of NATO at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're working very hard to make sure that it is on paper part of NATO. But they knew that this was going to pr- provoke Russia in the first place. So, of course, they were making plans back then for, okay, how do we cripple this enemy so that we can come out on top? And a huge mm-hmm. part of Russia's economy has always been its oil production. And, of course, the biggest customer for its oil production was Europe, right. Germany especially. Germany's become completely reliant on Russian oil. So, okay, well, let's break the Nord Stream pipeline here, and then you won't be able to give your oil to to Germany. So they were planning this thing long before they even really had any idea what was Mm -hmm. going to happen, and it turned out to be quite timely for them. Right, and then they spent the last few years blaming everything on Russia, uh, claiming that that the president of the country was a Russian agent. I mean, every time Mm -hmm. something came up that they didn't like, it was definitely Russia. Russia. Oh, these were Russian hackers. Wait, Tulsi Gabbard, she's a Russian Mm, agent. You mean Trump's not Russian? Right. Mm. Oh, they had me thinking Trump was Russian. Yeah, so all of these things that are obviously pretexts to war. I mean, people on average didn't believe them. I mean, at least half the population never believed any of this stuff. But if it had if it had become common knowledge that any of this was true, then it would have been a perfect pretext for war. So Russia saw this over and over. Okay, you have you have made sure that you can get into my country with an army. And now you're getting your citizens so pissed off at me that they will be happy to go to war with me. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to go, okay, no, you can't have my doorway. Right. So then what they did was apparently, according to the uh, undercover person who revealed this information to Seymour Hirsch, was they had an operation, a NATO operation, where U.S. Navy divers uh, tied some bombs onto the underwater Nord Stream pipeline in the uh, Baltic Sea, and then those bombs would have been detonatable remotely, and then they just simply bided their time. They waited three months. They bided their time? And then <laughs> they, uh, they dropped a buoy from an airplane, and that buoy had a certain radio signal. It was emanating, and then that triggered the explosions. We yeah, named him. So. He's David Buoy. The, yeah, and, and, and I really have to point out here that one of the biggest parts of this is back to the petrodollar. Because 
the United States has the, you have to look at who are the biggest producers of oil in the world. Okay, it's the U.S., Russia, Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So Saudi Arabia has, and has continued, no matter how upset they are with the U.S., which like at this point, they won't even meet with the president anymore. That's how upset they are. But even then, they will not sell their oil for anything but dollars. Okay, then uh, obviously the U.S. is going to sell its oil for only dollars. Okay, Russia is not in on that plan. So Russia is not letting you have a currency that is backed by all the oil in the world. Okay, well, we're just going to make sure that you can't sell your oil to anyone. The administration of President Biden has been focused on jeopardizing the Nord Stream pipelines, according to RT, initially through sanctions and ultimately by direct sabotage, seeing as it, uh, seeing it as a key to swaying Europe to its cause amid the then-looming conflict in Ukraine, according to Hirsch. Quote, as long as Europe remained dependent on the pipelines for cheap natural gas, Washington was afraid that countries like Germany would be reluctant to supply Ukraine with the money and weapons that it needed to defeat Russia, he wrote. Moscow provided a similar take on the incident shortly after the blast, branding them as a terrorist attack and stating the U.S. was the nation that benefited the most from it by accelerating Europe's attempts to wean itself off of Russian gas. And uh, finally, they point out that Hirsch has, throughout his career, reported on numerous explosive stories, including war crimes in the U.S. or by the U.S. military and high-profile political scandals exposing the My Lai massacre by U.S. troops in Vietnam. So he goes way back. Uh, scored the journalist in the uh, scored the journalist the Pulitzer Prize in 1970. Other notable stories that he reported on, including the Watergate scandal, the CIA illegal domestic spying as well as America's military torture and abuse of detainees at Abu Ghraib prison. I mean, this guy is, he's big, right? This, I thought, like I said, I thought I recognized the name, but I certainly did not know of his Yeah, uh, these history. are what we call in the regular world credentials. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't get much bigger than that. Not, not something that uh, he got because he went to government and filled out a form and paid a fee. Yeah. That's not a credential. This guy has credentials. Right. This is what we used to call an authority. Mm-hmm. Before the times of government, yeah, screwed that all up for humanity. Yeah, this is someone who's built up credibility, unlike, say, all of uh, all the of US corporate military. media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's well, go the, the U.S. military and our media. Let's go to the phones here. I got uh, gentleman calling here. I believe from is it uh, John in Delaware? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you guys doing? I didn't even talk to nobody. That was strange. Yeah, John in Delaware. You yeah, we got caller like ID talk- now, man. We'll, we'll talk we're, to nobody oh, later, though. We don't even need a phone screener. Are- you guys are getting up with the technological advances. Got the caller ID, man. Right, God, yeah. It's, it that. only took yeah, till 2023. Walking boldly but... into the 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Jesus, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, um, well, um, the, the, the thing that's on my mind the most is how, um, like, dumbed down and how zombied out everybody seems about this whole topic. It's like everybody, like, stopped paying attention to what's going on in the Ukraine and now they're paying attention to what's going on this week with Joe Biden. And then they'll be paying attention to what's going on next week with Joe Biden. And everything just sidetracks everybody from the reality that, hey, man, we're on the brink of a world war with Russia, dude. I mean, we're talking nuclear weapons here. The guy's already threatened us a few times. Yep. Do people know what nuclear weapons do? And we're not talking about the atomic bomb we dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We're talking about advanced nuclear weapons that could literally wipe out a whole entire city within 30 seconds. 
I mean, isn't that kind of scary? Shouldn't I think that's a big part of why they're not thinking about this. Like, it is so difficult to wrap your mind around something so big. Because, yes, we are literally talking about the potential <laughs> for the end of our species. So they the simply world. choose not to look at that. It's so strange, man. It is just so weird to sit here and live around these people that just completely ignore any kind of reality, man. It's like everybody's living in this fantasy world that these social engineers and these politicians have created for us, and we're eating out of their hands, man. It's unbelievable, it's dude. Got, I thought we would have rebelled by now, man. It's, it's all one term now. It's cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. Mm-hmm. And here's a, a big one. part of this. Hit the nail on the head, man. Yeah, here's a big part of this, though. The only solution to this is to end the state. It is the only way that we don't end up right back here through one way or another. Mm -hmm. The only way to avoid the extinction of our species is to stop having these things. And no one is willing to face that uncertainty. We need new leaders, man. The world needs new leaders. That's the problem. That's what, the, what we don't need. We don't need these people, these politicians. Who yeah, people we don't consider- need politicians. The world probably does no. need leaders, but they need to be we voluntary. We need a good man to come along, man. A no, along. we Somebody need to take responsibility for our own actions. Yes. We need personal accountability, and that's no one wants point. that because it means we have to grow up. That's a very, very good point, man. And, and the whole world has, has turned into a bunch of whiny, sissy, nanny babies, man. I mean, look around you, dude. Everybody's a victim. What <laughs> happened to, like, Americans having, like, you know, Democracy. a little bit of faith in themselves? And, like, you know, I, I don't know, man. The, the whole world. And they nailed this on the head thousands apart. of years ago when they talked about ge- democracy in ancient Greece. They said, okay, well, if you get to vote on who your leader is, do you think you're going to vote for the leader who demands things from you? Or are you going to vote for the leader who takes things from others and gives them to you? Okay, well, well, that means you're just going to never grow up. Exactly. And we don't vote for for who we vote for. We vote for who they choose for us to vote for. So we're really not voting for anybody of our choice to begin with. Well, And that's one of the the problems here. That's why uh, the the last guy that was on the line was like, well, what do we do? How do we how do we get out of this situation? Because you cannot vote your way, at least not at the national Mm -hmm. level, out of this situation. It's always power seekers. There's no Ron Pauls up there. Right. No, that's what we need, man. He he he's, he's eighty five or whatever. Happened. He's he's yeah. retired. He's done. Look, those things don't happen, look, man. Those are extremely what, unusual things because his, it's only psychopaths that want this position, right? Isn't Ron Paul's son in politics too? Yeah, but he kind of fell a little way far, far away from the apple tree, so to speak. You know what I mean? He's, uh, not, he's, he uh, he's a bit of a Republican. He doesn't have the same level of principle, it seems. That his, yeah, he's his freedom dad TM. He like, not actual freedom. Membership, man. <laughs> You're either a Republican or a demon rat. What cult would you like to join? You know, it's, it's unbelievable. Thank you, John, for the call uh, Republicans tonight. Republicans are guys. just as bad, man. I appreciate it. They're absolutely 100% just as bad. I don't think he was saying I'll, they were good. But... I'll choose my own coat. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, it is frustrating because it's like you look at this, even if you can see it clearly, right? And we can. And some of our callers can see it pretty clearly as well. Like you can see the corruption, you can see the lies, you can see yep. the graft or the the grift or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you can see it all, and it's just like, what do you do? How do you get from here, where we are, to the idea of no state? I mean, it has to be some sort of mass uh, evolution. It, it yeah, has yeah. to be. Well, it's a it's a social movement is what mm-hmm. needs to happen. Um, something the likes of the actual ending of overt slavery. 
right? There was a time when that was just an accepted thing. Human beings were like, yep, we just accept that slaves exist. And then one day, not one day, but over a period of time, mankind not got Not just that they exist, but they were the necessary. Hint. Right. But over a period of time, the idea that slavery was wrong began to germinate. It began to grow. Mm-hmm. It began to spread. People began to go, hey, you know what? Um, forcing people to give us 100% of their life's effort is wrong, and I wouldn't want that done to me. Well, it so started with the Quakers. And I they shouldn't were, do it to other people. The, the Quakers were the ones that were sort of known for it, at least here in the, the United States, yeah. being the first to be anti-slavery, and they were crazy. Oh, it's crazy course, yeah. to be anti-slavery. Well, and, and, we and need them to And that's pick where the we're cotton. at now. The you know the the normies, the the statists, the uh, the the asleep people who are mm-hmm. listening to our program are thinking that about us. Mm, yeah, doing yeah. this program here right. tonight. And the callers who've called are like, these people are crazy. You mad idealists. You're just not practical. But the difference is, is that for me anyway. I don't know about you guys. I observed some evidence. That's uh, totally through all of the things that they taught me about what government is out the freaking window. Right. Uh, the, the least of not, which, of course, is democide. The numbers on democide alone should make you go, okay, this organization type does nothing but kill humans. Like, if you look at what is this system designed to do, what does it do the most of? Killing is what it does the most of. Taking your money is what it does the most of. Well, and a lot of people telling you what to do is what it does the most of. Well, a lot of people don't want to admit to themselves that that's the fact, that that is the obvious conclusion from the data, because that means that they have to do so much work. Okay, well, now I have to decide who's an authority on things. Well, but right now I can just do whatever the CDC tells me, and when the CIA tells me that this is a fact, I can just believe them. Like, when people start to entertain the idea that what we are saying here is factual and true, their fear kicks in. Mm -hmm. Their their adrenaline kicks in. They're they're afraid to even think. Mm Mm-hmm. That, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If you question yeah. the king, even in your heart and never say a word, it still puts a target on your back. So, like, I understand that it's difficult for people to sort of get through the, the, the brainwashing, through the indoctrination. I understand that it's difficult, but it's necessary. And here we are, right? It started long before I ever was introduced to the philosophies of freedom. And thankfully, there were writers, there were, you know, other thought leaders, if you will, who put this stuff down on books so that other people could read them. And then the internet kicked in, and all of a sudden, humanity had this access to information that the likes of which they'd never had before. And it was unfettered. And so that's when I sort of figured it out. When I awoke, was like, oh, my gosh, I can have access to all this information and there's not just one some obscure book that i might have heard of no there's people actually talking about this having discussions about it talking about ways to overcome the problem how do we indeed end statism and this is great and that's what we're mm-hmm. doing here now with this show with the freedom migration in new hampshire and that's that is what the, it's about that is in my opinion the best thing uh, about the choice to to join the freedom migration Yeah, we don't have all the and, answers yet but come and help us figure this crap yeah, that's, out that's the thing it's exactly like you're saying where no it's not just these books that have been written i mean yeah sure there's a bunch of great books that have been written but if you join the freedom migration you can speak with living breathing thinking people and invent new ideas that have never been written down in a book Mm -hmm. for how we do take this step and this step toward 
ending the state. Yeah, this is the application of those book ideas. I right. mean, there have been so many great writers over so many decades, if not hundreds of years, who've been espousing concepts that we are actually trying to put into action here. And it's slow. I mean, there's no doubt. Like, it's not... It, I think it's going to get faster the more people that get here. Well, absolutely. Like, yeah. There seems mm-hmm. to be an increase in speed. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the... It could become exponential if you get enough people to do this. The but old adage, of course, is... and proximity. You can't stop an idea whose right. time has come. Now, the idea has been around for quite some time, and, well, I sure hope that it's time. Yeah, well, there's no no better time than now. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160, but that does require people to actually put some skin in the game. It requires people to do more than just talk, and it's a lot easier to just go on social media and complain than it is to actually aside. than it is to build the alternatives because they are a scary gang. I mean, they'll blow up your pipeline. You know, they'll put you you put you in prison. They'll make crap up. Yep. You know, to protect their power and to keep you in a state of fear. We're coming up. Free talk live. It's free talk live, and it is. Uh, we're kicking off the second hour here. Been talking about the Nord Stream pipeline explosion and the bombshell article from Seymour Hirsch. He's got to be old. How old is this guy? Seymour Hirsch. Apparently, he's got a huge resume behind him of exposing a My Lai massacre in Vietnam by U.S. troops. Got to be like seventy, at least. Uh, the uh, CIA illegal domestic spying. He's like Madonna's age. The Watergate scandal. <laughs> America's military's torture and abuse of detainees at the Abu Ghraib prison. I mean, this guy has a tremendous track record of revealing the ugly truth about what the U.S. government has been doing in its history in the last 50 years. I'm, I'm sure that none of this, of course, was mentioned by... Uh uh, the child sniffer known as the President Biden himself in the Stain of the Union address. I suspect not. Do you like that? Stain of the Union? They're trying to... Blood uh, stain. It's, it's what it's short for. Yeah, this guy was born in 1937. That makes him 86 or something uh, like that? Almost. Got, yeah. He'll, he'll be 86 in April. Yeah. Wow. And he's still at it. Still... Right? Doing investigative uh, journalism—that's incredible. He's, I think that's the right way to go. Honestly, he's keep old it, enough keep to going, be my right? dad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially when you when you have like a really specialized skill that is your your calling and your passion. Like, keep at it yeah. because I mean, there are so many men, especially, are susceptible to dying prematurely after they retire because mm-hmm, they they have nothing to live for. Exactly, right? humans need purpose. Right, I agree. Uh, so he came out with this uh, this report that is again five thousand words long. We will we will be linking it over at social.freetalklive.com on the FTL profile for those of you that want to dig into all the details. But essentially, the short version is the U.S. government had been planning this for many months. They sent divers down in I think it was July or June, the summertime of 2022, into the Baltic Sea. They set the detonation, the set the charges. Uh, the bombs on the Nord Stream pipelines there, and then it was triggered by a buoy that was dropped from a plane three months later. We've determined the buoy's name was David. <laughs> I'm not sure about that detail, Captain. I, but, I, okay, I, I, I made it up, and yeah. now it's stuck for the whole show. I don't believe it. I don't believe you should be uh, dragging that particular name through the mud, sir. David Buoy. 
I'd say disrespect for the dead, but I think we all know that he is a uh, vampire android who just went home to a different planet. It's not like I'm making fun of David Bowie. I I actually assign the name David to to many things. Take take these banners over here. They're both named David. David David Banner. Okay. So you're just uncreative. You it's, just can't it's, come no, up with any no, other names. No, it's The Incredible they, Hulk. Yeah. His pseudonym was David uh, Banner. I never saw the show. Oh, well, okay. Never read the comics. Don't mm-hmm. know anything about it. I know it's I mean, green some, and some big. Have, you're just shedding nerd points left and right. Some some have you better them, start yeah. playing some Magic the Gathering or you're going to get revoked, <laughs> I do man. play Magic the Gathering, <laughs> so, but uh, I never have, read Marvel comics. So some have know. him as Bruce Banner, but others have him as David Banner, uh, depending okay. on when you were first introduced to the Incredible Hulk. Is that is Bruce like one of those names where the, the short name is completely unrelated, kind of like Dick and Richard or whatever? No, just for whatever reason, uh, they changed depending on the television Assonance. show versus uh, either of the comic mm-hmm. series. Assonance, Bruce Banner, Peter Parker, oh. J. Jonah Jameson Jr. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Pippi Longstocking? Wait, no. <laughs> no. That's not a comic. Okay. Anywho. Isn't that alliteration? What is, is, it? What is assonance? That's a word I'm not familiar with. That's when you make an ass when you of ended it. <laughs> I thought alliteration was when you ended the same. Hmm, we'll have to check that one. All right. Anyway, the number here, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160. And uh, I have, I'll admit I have not read the 5,000 words. There's a lot of detail on how this operation came about, like I'm, what led up to yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard from damning. yeah, exactly. I've heard from uh, from other sources that it, the details that are described are pretty difficult to fake. That yeah. they seem very, very much legitimate to someone who was involved in the operation. Seymour Hersh isn't, isn't the kind of guy who's going to open his mouth unless he's got the details yeah. down mm-hmm. by somebody yeah. they, that knows them. And, and this is the thing we called this back in back at the time. So I we mean, sure it's, did. It's yeah. means, motive, and opportunity, right? So means and opportunity means that you have a country level military structure involved. So most likely a country. Okay, who has the motive? NATO, definitely NATO. Mm-hmm. Now, was it in particular Poland or Switzerland or uh, England or, well, most likely the U.S. because, well, let's face it, they do most of the blowing things up in the world these Apparently days. it was the U.S. in tandem with the Norwegians. Oh, there you go. According to the report. Well, there you wow. go. Yep. But yeah, and and at the time there were a, a handful of uh, of damning details like a submarine. There was some, uh, there was some uh, bit on the buoy at the time. Wait a minute, wait a minute. In tandem with the Norwegians. So was that the U.S. going like, all right, uh, which one of our little kid brothers hasn't had a turn yet? Ah, oh, the Norwegians. Hey, you guys, come with us. Let's let's go blow up a thing. We'll show it you how it's done. make you wonder how that discussion happened. <laughs> Maybe they're like, hmm, Nord Stream. We better have the Nords with us. We better have some, some Nords, some Norwegians, yes. Uh, there's a lot of detail on it. I mean, I, I could share it with you here, but we're going to go to the phone. So we got uh, this caller on. You're on Free Talk Live. What is your name? I, I heard my name mentioned. This is David. Oh, hey. Uh, Banner <laughs> or Bowie? <laughs> yeah, well, I love Bowie and uh, Banner. I have a couple of, uh, uh, I have a, something that I don't like about that. <laughs> All right. What's on your mind tonight, David? Anyway, uh I was a gopher uh, at a radio station. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, KFWB in Los Angeles. Yeah, I've heard of it. For a okay. minute, for a minute, I thought you were telling us that you were a wildlife critter. Does that mean yeah. you were like an intern? 
What is a gopher? Yes, exactly. That's, you know, not getting paid back yep. in the old days, back in 1968 when they were attempting to go all news. Okay, gotcha. And I was air checking the crap out of them on a daily basis because that was the last of their music. And uh, I was getting ready to go someplace. Air checking, by the way, and, for our uh, listeners that don't know, is an industry uh, slang term that be- basically means you were recording the on air feed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big air check fan. I love air checks on YouTube and stuff like that. It's okay. just an incredible uh, collection that they have uh, on YouTube of air checks, old tapes of old radio stations. And uh, while, while I was getting ready to go someplace and I was recording, now there's thousands and thousands of hours of KFWB that I have from this era. Okay. Uh, I Jeez. heard them say on the news, uh, our parent company, Westinghouse, has just successfully disassembled and reassembled uh, a uh, a box of ordinary house tools from one uh, part of this warehouse that was like six blocks in in diameter, six blocks long, but they had successfully uh, reassembled them. So it's kind of like beaming, I would guess, you know, from Star Trek, right? Oh, you're talking about like teleportation or something like that? Well, they, they... they disassembled the molecules of a box of house tools and then reassembled them at the other end of a um, uh, of, uh, of this building, of, of this huge This was warehouse. in the 1960s? 68, yeah. And that's the only time I ever heard it, and it's been shut up, and nobody talks about it. And I was wondering if you guys could check into that, that wow. Westinghouse did an experiment, and they were successfully... Uh, beaming something from one end of a six-block uh, warehouse to another. I'd like you to check into that and see what you can come up with. We'll get our crack team of investigators <laughs> on that immediately. I'll, I'll give you my hot take. I doubt it. Like, seriously, well, the precision required for that, there was nothing, there was no technology that I'm aware of that could even begin to do that at the time. Apparently, uh, just yeah. a quick search here, Quora.com, in an article about uh, did Nikola Tesla... I was uh, going to say, that's some, like, Tesla-level uh, stuff Wow, that he's did, talking about. Yeah, yeah Nick- but, but it's not really his style. Like, So mm-hmm. I've, I've actually looked into the, the, the general principles that he ascribed to and how they were applied. Uh, I'm no expert by any means, but, like, I, I get a general sense of where he was headed, and I don't think this is uh, uh, the same sort of a thing. Now, having them vibrate and, uh, like, be pushed through the building would be yeah. something theoretically within some of his framework, maybe. But uh, disassembled and reassembled, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I mean, if they had that kind of technology, you would think they'd have stayed in business. Right? I yeah, and that uh, they would um, you know, sell it to the military or who knows what, or it's really hush-hush. But I'd love to find out anything new about that. And I did have uh, many of my tapes digitized. So if I accidentally stumble upon that particular newscast, I'll get back in touch with you and um, uh, send you a copy of it. Please do, okay. and and be careful. I mean, it could have been a, just a, a joke, right? Like, it could have been a, the possibility that the sort of like World uh, War of the Worlds, right? Mm. You know, eh, it wasn't really true. <laughs> yeah. Sounded real yeah. to some people, yeah. but... Sounds spurious yeah. to me. Apparently, yeah, Westinghouse is still in business. How about that? Huh. They make yeah. televisions yeah. now. Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, people killed themselves over that uh, War of the World, seriously. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, David. I appreciate hearing yeah, from good, you. Good uh, call. Uh, also, way to be summoned. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if David is the most common caller name on Free Talk Live, but it might it, be. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. So we're looking at this uh, story about the Nord Stream pipeline. And since we were talking about the uh, the Norway or the, the Norwegian connection here, I'll just give you an excerpt. Uh, they say here, this is the section on this, again, 5,000-word story from Seymour Hirsch. Norway was a perfect place to base the mission. In the past few years of the East-West crisis, the U.S. military has vastly expanded its presence inside Norway, whose western border runs 1,400 miles along the North Atlantic Ocean and merges above the Arctic Circle with Russia. The Pentagon has created high-paying jobs and contracts amid some local controversy by investing hundreds of millions of dollars to upgrade and expand the American Navy and Air Force facilities in Norway. The new works included, most importantly, an advanced synthetic aperture radar far up north that was capable of penetrating deep into Russia and came online just as the American intelligence community lost access to a series of long-range listening sites inside China. A newly refurbished American submarine base, which had been under construction for years, had become operational with more American and more American submarines were now able to work closely with their Norwegian colleagues to monitor and spy on a major Russian nuclear redoubt 250 miles to the east and the Kola Peninsula. America has also vastly expanded a Norwegian air base in the north and delivered to the Norwegian Air Force a fleet of Boeing built P-8 Poseidon patrol planes. Guess which plane dropped the buoy into the Baltic Sea, which was predicted or rather explained at the time. We talked about this by this uh, YouTube geek, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the channel, but we linked to it. It was actually found by Jay Freeville in our uh, chat room over at chat.freetalklive.com. He's the one that put the video, as I recall, in our chat server. So it's thanks to our chatters for, uh, for uncovering this information. The Poseidon P-8 patrol plane was what was seen on the night of, in the vicinity of the explosion. Coincidence? Dropping down 10,000 feet from where it was flying. This was after it went into the European uh, airspace to refuel. It then came over the Baltic Sea, dropped 10,000 feet down, and then came right back up as though it had maybe done something. And they'd have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for us pesky kids. Yeah. No, no, it was clearly Russia. Obviously, Russia Blowing destroyed up their, own their own pipeline. $20 billion pipeline or right. whatever, I mean, right? When you're getting into a war, the first thing to do is to weaken yourself as much as possible. <laughs> I mean, you try and cut your own arteries right. before you run at them, you know? I mean, who? it's amazing to me that anyone thought it was the Russians. It just makes no sense. Well, again, this gets back to that whole thing. You can You can either choose who to believe or not... Or you can not make the choice and just blindly trust the corporate and government sources. Uh, in return for getting those patrol planes from the U.S., the Norwegian government angered liberals and some moderates in their parliament last November by passing the Supplementary Defense Cooperation Agreement. Under the New Deal, the U.S. legal system would have jurisdiction in certain agreed areas in the north over American soldiers accused of crimes off base as well as over those Norwegian citizens accused or suspected of interfering with the work at the base. So basically giving U.S. jurisdiction over in the northern portion of Norway. Pretty crazy. Uh, it turns out they were one of the original signatories of the NATO treaty in 1949 in the early days of the Cold War. Today, the supreme commander of NATO is Jens Stoltenberg, a committed anti-communist who served as Norway's prime minister for eight years before moving to his high NATO post with American backing in 2014. 
He was a hardliner on all things Putin and Russia, who had cooperated with the American intelligence community since the Vietnam War. He had been trusted completely since. He is the glove that fits the American hand, according to Hirsch's unnamed source. And this really isn't that strange if you think about it. I mean, uh, all of Europe basically uses the U.S. military for their defense. I mean, yeah, sure, they've got their own military, but Mm -hmm. it's absolutely not comparable to any of the major militaries of the world. So they use the U.S. as their primary defense. So when the U.S. says, hey, we want to rule this section for this time, they're like, yeah, sure, you're, you're our military after all. Back in Washington, the planners knew they had to go to Norway. Quote, they hated the Russians, and the Norwegian Navy was full of superb sailors and divers who had generations of experience in highly profitable deep-sea oil and gas exploration, according to the source. They also could be trusted to keep the mission secret. The Norwegians may have had other interests as well. The destruction of Nord Stream, if the Americans could pull it off, would allow Norway to sell vastly more of its own natural gas to the rest of Europe. Mm. So why did they tell Biden? Yeah, should have kept him in the dark, right? <laughs> like, like, why did, like, who's, somebody had to have gotten fired, right, for that, right? They're like, oh, no, who told well, Biden? At the last second, out of nowhere, he asked, what am I signing again? <laughs> Sometime in March, a few members of the team flew to Norway to meet with the Norwegian Secret Service and Navy. One of the key questions was, where exactly in the Baltic Sea was the best place to plant the explosives? Nord Stream 1 and 2, so I uh, misunderstood. I thought Nord Stream 1 was overland. Apparently it was also uh, down there. Each with two sets of pipelines were separated much of the way by little more than a mile as they made their run to the port of Griefswald in the northeast of Germany. The Norwegian Navy was quick to find the right spot in the shallow waters of the Baltic Sea a few miles off of Denmark's Bornholm Island. The pipelines ran more than a mile apart along a seafloor that was only 260 feet deep. That would be well within the range of divers who, operating from a Norwegian Alta-class mine hunter, would dive with a mixture of oxygen, nitrogen, and helium streaming from their tanks and plant-shaped C4 charges on the four pipelines with concrete protective covers. It would be tedious, time-consuming, and dangerous work, but the waters off Bornholm had another advantage. There were no major tidal currents, which would have made the task of diving much more difficult. I, I don't want to get too far off track here, but you mentioned the Norwegian Secret Service was involved. I have a question about Secret Service in general and the fact that more than one country has one mm-hmm. uh, makes it all the more mm, dumbfounding to me. But isn't having an agency named the Secret Service sort of <laughs> counterproductive to the service that you're trying to keep secret? Well, they don't have to tell you what they're doing. Well, I think that they're great at keeping secrets. For example, most people think that their biggest job is protecting the president. And that's not even what they were founded for. They are to keep us from counterfeiting money because that's their job. That's absolutely one of their jobs, yep. That was their but, original job. That was the first purpose for again, the Secret we, Service. We all know where they are and what they're doing. That's Do you, not, though? Do you? Well, okay, but we know that there's an organization of them. And sure. that is not secret. Well, and so this is actually one of the distinctions that secrets, the Freemasons tend to make is they say, no, we're not a secret or we're not a secret organization because you know about us. We just happen to be an organization with, with secrets. secrets. Yeah. Exactly. So in the same way, I mean, sure, they're not a secret organization in the sense that uh, the the uh, 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 National uh, Security Association or the the NSA was. 
was a literal secret organization for a very long time. Yeah, you know about the CIA, but you don't know what they're doing. You don't know all their dirty plots. Right, you but, don't know about their black budgets. Called, they're not called the secret CIA. <laughs> All right. Uh, at this point, the Navy's obscure deep diving group in Panama City once again came into play. The deep sea schools there, whose trainees participated in Ivy Bells, are seen as an Panama unwanted. City, Florida? Yep. Backwater by the elite graduates of the Naval Academy in Annapolis, who typically seek the glory of being assigned as a SEAL fighter pilot or submariner. If one must become a black shoe, that is, a member of the less desirable surface ship command, there's always at least a, there's always at least duty on a destroyer, cruiser, or amphibious ship. The least glamorous of all is mine warfare. Its divers never appear in Hollywood movies or on the cover of popular magazines. So you're saying that it's entirely possible that Florida man was somehow involved in the bombing of Nord Stream 2. Could be. A source said, quote, the best divers with deep diving qualifications are a tight community, and only the very best are recruited for the operation and told to be prepared to be summoned to the CIA in Washington. The Norwegians, according to Hirsch and Americans, had a location and the operatives, but there was another concern. Any unusual underwater activity in the waters off Bornholm might draw the attention of the Swedish or Danish navies, which could report it. Denmark had also been one of the original NATO signatories and was known in the intelligence community for its special ties to the UK. Sweden had applied for membership in NATO and had demonstrated its great skill in managing its underwater sound and magnetic sensor systems that successfully tracked Russian submarines that would occasionally show up in remote waters of their archipelago and be forced to the surface. The Norwegians joined the Americans in assisting that some senior officials in Denmark and Sweden had to be briefed in general terms about possible diving activity in the area. In that way, someone higher up could intervene and keep a report out of the chain of command, thus insulating the pipeline operation. So they didn't tell them the whole thing. Mm. They told them they were doing something. Well, Quote, and you'll notice, it's the Secret Service, not the secret organization. What service do they really provide? Oh, they're servicing it's a you. Secret. They're servicing you, and that's not a secret. You are being serviced. Most people don't know about it. Well, you mean the uh, inter, uh, investigating counterfeiting? Yeah, most people yeah. don't know about the investigating no. counterfeiting. Most people don't know why that is important. I'm saying service as a euphemism. Yeah, I we know. You, man. They are servicing the entire world, figuratively speaking, and almost none of the people in the world know anything about it. They don't know about money printing. Well, I've noticed. What they were told and what they knew were purposefully different, said the source. The Norwegian embassy asked to comment on the story, didn't respond. The Norwegians were key to solving other hurdles. The Russian Navy was known to possess surveillance technology capable of spotting and triggering underwater mines. The American explosive devices needed to be camouflaged in a way that would make them appear to the Russian system as part of the natural background, something that required adapting to the specific salinity of the water, and the Norwegians had a fix. They also had a solution to the crucial question they had a solution of when the operation should take place. Every June for the past 21 years, the American 6th Fleet, whose flagship is based in Italy, had sponsored a major NATO exercise in the Baltic Sea involving scores of allied ships throughout the region. The current exercise held in June would be known as Baltic Operations 22 or Baltops 22. The Norwegians proposed this would be the ideal cover to plant the mines. And that's what we mentioned in the, the first segment of the show when we were doing the summary of this, that it was during this operation, Baltops 22, that the divers went down amidst all the cover of the other things that were going on in the area. Right. And what we didn't know is that this is a regular thing. It's just something that just happens every year in that area. So nobody thought the different about it.
Yeah, it kind of makes you rethink every time that you hear about these, uh, oh, they're doing military training in XYZ place. It's like, hmm. What else? Are they ever going to be covering something with that military? Yeah, what else are they up to? The number here is 603-283-6160. And so that is when they planted the bombs that were then exploded, apparently, three months later on Nord Stream. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show here, the Saturday episode. Phones are open, 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in on the Nord Stream Pipeline Call now. Sabotage, we've been giving you some of the details from a lengthy piece from Seymour Hirsch, a, a reporter who is in his 80s, like 85 years old, about to turn 86. He's still at it, still breaking some of the most important news out there and he's got a a tremendous track record underneath him so this is completely plausible uh the source that he has has all the details all the ugly uh behind the scenes backroom details of how the united states in the form of the military and the cia uh worked with the norwegians apparently in order to plant bombs on the Nord Stream pipelines in the baltic sea and then trigger those bombs apparently three months later when they dropped a buoy into the sea that then transmitted a certain frequency that was picked up and then bombs go and then lots of damage done and now Germany is cold, very very cold during the wintertime as a result of that. Oh, sorry about that, people. Oh, Let's try that you've again. been canceled. And by the grace of God didn't die this winter because they had an uncommonly warm, warm one winter. when they had no yep. energy. Yep, that's yeah, true. And, I will say I'm happy that uh, he's 85. That means he has probably already squared away his will because most of the people who start spreading secrets about the CIA and the American military don't live very long. And if they do, well, they end up in Russia. Well, this isn't I don't know where he's uh, based out of these days, but it isn't the first time he uh, he reported, apparently, according to RT on the CIA's illegal domestic spying in the past. So like, he's 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 a deep digger when it comes to reporting on the ugliness of the u.s federal government so thank you to seymour hirsch yeah, for this thank you for your service sir. uh we will be putting out the full article over at social.freetalklive.com if you appreciate the work that we do here and obviously we are not as important as this particular journalist but we're a, con- a conveyor belt for that information to some extent if you appreciate what we do then you can join uh, steve smith who is a free talk live silver supporter of our amps program over at amps.freetalklive.com it's a way for you to contribute all of five bucks a month uh, to continue this mission here seven nights a week. It's what we do. Uh, we're on broadcast radio. We're on the internet. We're streaming. We're doing video. I mean, we've got podcast, you name it. Whatever way we can get our signal into people's ears, we're doing that. Satellite, uh, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there. It is our Patreon. I mean, if you amp enough, we'll probably put a guy on top of a building yelling the show <laughs> like as it goes on. That would cost a lot, but yeah, um, you can we go get enough to amplifiers. We can make that happen. Amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Amplify us amplifying things like this. Yeah, and so uh, that is one way you can get some perks, like access to the Amp Only podcast, which has uh, the full radio show minus the recorded commercials. So thank you again to Steve Smith for helping us out there for five bucks a month over at amps.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Jet. He's on the line calling us from Kentucky. Go ahead, Jet. 
Yeah, I'm on a funky phone. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, hey, I actually, do, do me a favor. Things. You're actually a little too loud. Uh, just back away from that phone, maybe okay. about uh, four inches or three inches or something like that. Try that. Well, I'm on a I'm on a headset. Oh well, then so dis- disconnect that? that headset if you can, because most of the time headsets sound way worse than the actual phone would sound if you were just talking into it. So as long as you're not driving or something. Oh, really? Let me see if I can. Do- yeah, if you don't mind. It's always appreciated when uh, people take the time to. If it's like do a Bluetooth headset, yeah, they're they're pretty terrible. Looking. They're usually fine if you're just talking to somebody else on another phone. Yeah, but for whatever but reason, if you're they- using like a VoIP phone, you've got like a USB wired headset on. It's usually all right. All right, we got you, man. Go ahead. Yeah, it's better. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, earlier, you were talking about doing the uh, you know the income tax thing, and I just wanted to call and get a quick correction on it was that. a caller who this, was saying uh, that he thought that there were people who uh were avoiding paying taxes by donating to charities and as i understand it that's just a deduction but what do you please clarify oh well not about that just about the idea that no oh. one really has to contribute <laughs> um, okay Go there's, on. A, there's, there's a trick there's a trick that they pull on you um most people are under this W-4 thing, and the W-4 has uh, used to have, now they've changed it, of course, to make it more obscure, but it used to have a, on, on line 7, it said, if you did not owe tax last year, or if you owed, or if you don't expect to owe tax next year, you can write the word exempt in line 7. Well, they took away that um, line 7 and yeah, kind well, of hit it. Now so you I, have to, well, hang on, hang on. Go ahead, Jed. Now you have to write the word exempt down in an open space. In other words, you have to know the trick. Oh. Anyway, the idea is since since no one since no one owes, I mean, legally, logically, um, the fact is you didn't owe tax last year and you don't expect to owe tax this year. But everyone why do you why do, do you say so. that? Because I mean, certainly. A lot of people think that they owe taxes. They're raised to believe that they owe taxes. How can you just say that no one owes? What are you basing that on? Well, not no one. You know, you know, you have the five or six categories. You have the non-resident alien, the foreign corporation, the agents of the corporation, the federal government employees, um, the, uh, the the populations of protected states like Guam, Puerto Rico. Washington D.C. Those those are actually listed as people who owe a tax from their wages because all taxation is supposed to be uh, uh, what do you call that tax like tax on cigarettes an excise tax. Mm, okay. Here in the United States, there, there are only two types of taxes. One is an excise. One is a apportionment, and we don't do the apportionment thing. So it has to be a privilege to be able to work in the United States. That's why they pay taxes. Anyway. Um, so, uh, that's, that's a little thing I wanted to clarify. So then today. what's the point of, of, of even writing it down on a form and submit it? Like if you truly are exempt, why even fill out the form and write it wherever you're supposed to know this trick is to be? Well, because the, the employers don't know any better either. And they will put the pressure on you. So you want the job here, fill out this form and the form both W-9 and W-4 only apply to those categories that I listed. Yeah, it keeps the employer from um, withholding. 
your oh, full paycheck. Okay, just to clarify, say I didn't know which forms were which or whatever. You're saying this is a form you fill out when you get the job and mm-hmm. you write this is exempt the I-9 on it. Form, yeah. Right? yeah, I had no idea that they used to. W-4. So I looked into W-4. this because uh, uh, I, I had noticed that there was this line that said uh, if you are exempt, then write exempt here. Mm-hmm. But that's all that it said. Yeah. Now I had now I looked into this and found out. Okay, well, what is the qualification for writing exempt here? Right. And yes, the rules are exactly that, and that's very strange that if you were exempt last year then you are exempt this year that's mm. the qualification which is very strange but i had no idea they used to actually put that qualification on the form yeah so i remember Je- seeing it many times and he's right it did disappear over time mm. yeah it and it's been step by step so apparently originally like, in saying, the last few years yeah uh, originally it used to say what the instructions were then it moved to there yep. was still an exempt line, but it didn't tell you what the instructions were for being mm. exempt. And now there's no exempt line there at now, all. But uh, and I know this, and I, I know this directly that if you write exempt in this little space, because they didn't used to have a little space there. Is this just to clarify? Is the space like in the middle of the form, or is it down at the bottom of the page, uh, or it, uh, sort of in the middle at the bottom? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, at the very bottom, you have this uh, whole section where you do like, uh, uh, how many dependents do you have, mm-hmm. and okay. you know, uh, and you're supposed to do a math and you know write a final number here. Now, if you do exempt, you don't do any of that, and the I exempt see. is right above that whole section. Hmm. But it's below right. where you write like yes, your but- name and your social security number and all of that. And and, and he's right with like uh, you do owe taxes if you are a government employee or if you are a a, a third party that is hired by government employees. Hmm. Yep. Contractors to the government and all those other um, categories I told you about, about, you know, uh, citizens of particular states. Um, mm-hmm. foreign corporations, non-resident aliens, that kind of thing. And, and are anyway, you, yeah, uh, just to clarify, always, Jet, do you work for somebody and have you actually tried this yourself? Oh, I've, anytime someone presents me with a W-4, I do that. I've worked contract most of my life, mm-hmm. but um, but when they when they hit me with a W-4, I go, okay, here we go, exempt, and I also hand them a letter, even though it's I'm not obligated to fill out the form at all i just want to get beyond that okay good because that's that's kind of where i was going with my question so I, i'm glad you clarified that so he you you include a letter right. to explain is that what the letter is no the letter is letter says i do not wish to participate in in, in any socialist programs such as social security or medicare so mm-hmm. i expect that when i work x number of hours at y number of wages my z result will show up in my paycheck mm-hmm. And, That's uh, interesting. And I, get, I get all the money that I'm owed. Wow. Because writing exempt here will not keep them from taking out Social Security. That was going to be my And question. a couple of other programs. And you find no, that you the letter works? You, just to clarify, you find that writing exempt on the IRS form and then including a letter saying, don't touch, you know, give me all that money from Social Security, Medicare, I don't want you paying that out. And that actually, that actually convinces corporate accountants to uh, send you no. everything? In in my situation, it has been, but in most cases, they'll go. Well, we can't not take out. I mean, right. they still are sucked into this 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 mindset that they have to do this stuff, even though there's no obligation written or otherwise to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, in, in most cases, even with even when you put it, even when it was on the form and you put exempt and you didn't tell them a, a number of exemptions or anything like that. 
uh, even then they would just operate according to rote habit and they would do a bunch of withholding. Jeez. Yeah. You know the worst part about all of this? It was a libertarian that invented this system. What? Yes. Yeah. Um, it the was, tax system? Uh, that invented the idea of withholding taxes. Because before then, they relied on people to file and send in their taxes. Who came up with this? Um, it was, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Milton Friedman. Really? Yeah, Milton Friedman no, was the one terrible. that came up with the idea of ta- uh, of withholding taxes. You're supporting from. taxes. You're not a libertarian. I mean, it's well, end of story. Well, so he's not a voluntarist, but he was a libertarian. He wanted yeah. less government, and I think this well, was an, a, a deeply unfortunate betrayal of his own ideals. Yeah, he apparently also, didn't have any. Keep in mind. Keep yes, in sir. mind that all this nonsense began in 1954. So it hasn't. None of this stuff has been all that, uh, well, 54 is a long time. But uh, consider that I know that the, the bogus uh, Tax Act of 1913, right. um, that didn't apply to anybody anyway, uh, other than what I described before, because it was about income, which is income coming into the country versus outflow. So oh. anyway, can I... Uh, well, here's the other problem with this, and I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying don't try different things. And there's a, you know, this may work great for people. I mean, if if indeed that they don't go after you, that's absolutely fantastic. But the problem comes in when they come after you, right? Because then you can write down all the words you want, and you can be absolutely within the within your rights. The problem comes in when you're in front of a jury of twelve people who fully believe that everybody's got to pay taxes and you can make any kind of argument, you can point to any kind of uh, evidence that you want to, and those people will send you up the river. Yeah, this is the same kind of... I have an answer. Go ahead. I have an answer for that. Okay. Um, The fact is, the fact is, these goons are not going to spend more money than they can retrieve. They're only going to go after somebody who can't, who's an asset mm-hmm. or who's making noise. Sure. That's what I tell people. You have to have assets, and you have, or if you're standing on a hill making noise about it. Yeah, that's uh, why they went after you. After. Absolutely. The other, the, um, the other part of Oh, shoot, I lost it. That's well, right. So this is the exact same <laughs> okay. kind of thinking that uh, leads to sovereign citizens. Like, oh, well, I've studied this and this, and I know the, the universal mm-hmm. commercial code, and right. I know that I'm not actually right. a, a citizen because I'm a, a sovereign, and you can, and like, all of this. It's, it's fascinating. Like, okay, great. It's interesting. Except yeah. you are relying on them following their own rules. And they don't. And what it comes down to for me regarding that type of thing is, I do not need to present the proper paperwork to prove that I am a free man. I am free because I declare right. I am free. Well, so the thing is, the the only time well, you're going to have the opportunity to uh, implement what Jed is talking about is when you are working for a corporation. Right. I, I get that, and I'm not saying it's not... Uh, I would love to hear from somebody who has tried what uh, Jet has suggested yeah. uh, and had success with it. I would love to nothing more than to hear that. And I understand. That's why I was asking him... Like, why would you do this? Why would you write this? Okay, well, if you want 
to be employed in a corporate environment in where you know you're collecting a regular paycheck and they hand you this W two form. Okay, you want to get that filled out so that they could process it. Yeah, it it does work and it is legal. Basically, at that point, it, it is uh, you are absolving the corporation of the responsibility of mm-hmm. determining the withholding and taking it upon yourself to do that. Right. Interesting, Jet. Anything yeah, else you want to share tonight? Yeah, I just want to say real quick um, a couple of things. Uh, you wanted to talk to somebody who's actually done it. I've done it several times. But anyway, um, I wanted to – have you guys used the term government yet tonight? Maybe. <laughs> I have. Okay. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Your neighbor is an accountant, okay? Wait, wait. After hang on before you go on. Working for a company. Uh, Uncle Jet, tell us a story. <laughs> go on, please. Okay. Back in my day, okay, your neighbor's an accountant. After a few years of working for a company, he joins the IRS to get a higher salary. Hmm. Well, he's the same guy, just another person, but with a badge and a gun, he's now a threat to your life. Mm-hmm. Now, your cousin's son joined the Army at age 19, and after his two-year enlistment, he's now 21 and needs a job. So he joins the local police force. Well, mm-hmm. he's the same person, but with a badge and a gun. He's now a threat to your life. Right. There's someone you don't even know who decided to run for judge in the local court. He won the election. He's the same person, but with guns at his side, he's now a threat to your life. Sure. As long as you guys, as long as you guys keep using the collective term government and the associated bogus titles instead of a person's name or the gang they hang with, you will never make significant headway in your quest for freedom and liberty. Um, Government so is the is name of the gang with. they hang with. That is the name of no, their no, gang. No, the government is no little gangs. Everyone's in little gangs. It's, they're not in a big gang. The big gang is is all in your mind. They're just little gangs, like the FBI and the IRS and the CIA. That is absolutely false. That is absolutely false. If you go after the IRS, you are also picking a fight with the FBI. If you go after the NSA, believe me, they will hand out the the, uh, CIA will also help the NSA fight you. If they're not too busy, you know, molesting children. I think he would say that the gangs are working together. Okay, that's not a a significant distinction. So, I mean, if you have a corporation that has different departments, those departments are still part of one company. It's one company, different departments. I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up. If you truly want to live free, you must understand and, and then broadcast that this thing we call government only exists in your mind, that the continuing threat to your lives comes only from other failed flesh-and-blood humans, just other people who have no more God-given right to do anything that you do. So until you pound this message into the heads of your friends and, and listeners, you will remain under the rule of the violent, sociopathic, you know, tyrannical humans. But even you, you have trouble me, with it. What did you just say? Well, now they have a gun. No, that's not the difference. The difference isn't that they acquired weaponry. The difference is that they acquired legitimacy. They acquired legitimacy for their violence, in your for mind. their aggression. Yes, in, in in the minds of the majority of people. Mind. Yes. And that is definitely what needs yeah. to change. There's That's no doubt I'm about saying. it. Bonnie's been doing a pretty good job, Jed, of using your uh, your alternative word. She'll, uh, she'll just pull them right off the signs we have here in the studio pretty regularly. So I think you've made an impact on yeah, her pretty effectively. Cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to train myself okay. to use the word govern myth. 
Ooh, Ooh. I, I like that one. Thank you, Jet, for the call tonight. You got a laugh out of Jet there. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. And, and I, I mean, Jet's not wrong necessarily. No, I mean, like if it's you just, want to, like if you recognize that the organization commonly referred to as government mm-hmm. uh, is the horrible organization, then the way to end it is to help other people understand right. that it's just a bunch it's of criminals. people. Criminals. Right, but it is just a bunch of people. It is a a, a, a mental construct in the human mind. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, just it, like borders it, are, are a human construct in the human mind. They don't actually exist. Right. Yeah, you might be able to go to a place on planet Earth and this is where the border is, but there's no actual thing there. You can just walk across. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, even if the even if the imaginary thing is manifest by an actual physical like fence or something, right. it's still something that is a, an agreement that is an idea rather than an actual tangible thing. Right. But so here's where I disagree with him as far as the term goes. I don't think that it's the term that matters. I think it's what you think and believe when you use the term. So if you use the term government and you think and believe legitimacy trustworthiness goodness authority like if those are the things that you think and believe then yes that's going to keep you a slave but if you think and believe mafia violence extortion then using the term government is not going to to make a difference i think what he said over the years he's been calling and advocating this i mean it's pretty been pretty clear is that when you use the term you can think what you want, but there's other people who hear it who are going to think the other thing. They're going to think about the legitimacy and the American flag and the, you know all the stuff okay. that they want you to think about. And right. so I think Jet's point is if you refer to them as a gang or goons or thugs or you know lunatics or psychopaths or whatever, then that could possibly help break the, the shell, if you will, well, around these people's brain. I think that you need to use both. So – Talk to people about the lunatics called government. Sure. Talk to them about the mafia called the CIA. Talk to them about these things. Use both of them together in conjunction so that you can change the associations that people have. I agree. If you don't use the term government, if you don't say, hey, these people were viciously and cruelly murdered by government, then people don't get the opportunity to change what they believe. And by doing that, you're actually alluding to your definition of the word before you use the word and that's what is most important in conversation is that folks agree on definitions the debate too of course but in conversation i think uh, common definitions are important because you're right ian when i talk to somebody that you know that isn't plugged into like the freedom environment and you know philosophy and all that kind of stuff and i use the word government it's going to mean something different to them than it does to me and if we're not in agreement on the definition, then we're going to, you know, our conversation isn't going to be as beneficial as it would be if we agreed on the definition. Well, and one of Jet's main points that he made, you know, over the years is that if you just add the word people to it, government people, then you're at least taking it down from this sort of bigger than us concept right like that, that that government is this god it's this thing that this entity that's greater than the it's some of its parts right. which is yeah. what a lot of the people in the yeah. state believe yeah uh but if Fully. you call them government people then you're reminding the listener that these are just they are mortals beings. yeah these are just people they have addresses they bleed when cut they let's go to the somewhere. phones here we've got alu on the line alu axelman from the liberty block hello alu 
I, I totally agree with all of you about language. I love that Jet calls in from time to time, and it reminds everyone that the government is just gangs and goons and thieves and liars and scumbags and sociopaths yeah. and criminals. I love that sign that I saw in the studio there when I came to host it. It's a good reminder for all the hosts. Indeed. <laughs> so what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I just published my brand new book. And speaking of language, in my books, I don't call them, you know, government or um, even politicians. I'll use maybe politicians or criminal sociopaths, gangsters, and thugs when I talk about government. And some think it's a little harsh and it puts off some people, but that's what I do in my books. And this one's about the government also, you know, not being legitimate and using division to divide and conquer and control us, obviously. So we don't focus on them. It's called They Fear Unity. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon now. It's super cheap, like $3 for the Kindle, 10 bucks for the paperback. You said it's called They Fear Unity? That is it, yeah. Sweet. Congratulations. Government myth myth is awesome. Yeah, shout out to Gabriel for that one. Uh, Govern myth. Yeah, govern (laughs) myth. Not only does he use that, but he's training his children to think about these things in proper terms, and that is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, Alu, can you hang on? I want to. I want you to tell us a little bit more about they fear unity, yeah, kind of what the, the idea yeah, sure. is here. So stand by. We're going to continue with Alu Axelman. He is the author of, according to the his website, LibertyBlock.com. Now seven books. This is his seventh book that he has come out with. Yeah, he He's writes doing as much work. as he talks. He's got a lot to say. There's no doubt about it, and uh, it's all good. So we're going to continue here. Our number three is on the way. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, kicking off the third hour here on this live Saturday show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio, it's Ian. Pico's Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. And we want you to join us online. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. You can join the various features that we have there for you. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. You are not yet uh, subscribed to our podcast and you're into podcasts. Well, you can find our RSS feed, which you can plug into your favorite podcast client over at feeds.freetalklive.com. If you're on one of those platforms like uh, Spotify or iHeartMedia, then we've got links directly to our already existing entries uh, in those systems, so you can find all of that over at feeds.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to the phones here. We got Alu Axelman. He's an author, a regular blogger over at Liberty Block. That's his website, libertyblock.com. Uh, but he's been just cranking out the books over how many years? When did you write your first book? Because you're up to number seven now, Alu. Yes, sir. The Blueprint for Liberty was the first one in the beginning of 2021. 2021. Seven books. <laughs> In two years? Wow. That's amazing. That's prolific is what (laughs) that is. What am I doing with my life? Sorry, go ahead. And in the meantime, he's like writing a ton of articles and and blogs. Yeah, I've been here for three years. I can't even put out a three-song EP yet. So (laughs) congratulations, dude. How many of you are there? And uh, how exactly do you interface with our time scheme? Because clearly you're moving Extra dimensional. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think he's limited by the speed of light here. That's a great point. Well, I wish I could clone myself. That's, I mean, I just had a baby, which is as close as I could get to it. There you but go. I do need to clone myself because there's too much work to do. Your hey, new, half clones are way better. Your new book is They Fear Unity. What's it about? Yes. So I, I realized that politicians divide us based on all of the lines from old, young, black, white, guy, girl, straight, gay, all this stuff, rich, poor. 
um, they use these things to divide us, which is not quite um, rocket science and it's not really uh, earth shattering shock. Um, and then I, I saw a sign that Carla Derrick was holding like a year or two ago at a CRT rally, but they were, you know, CRTs, they tried to teach to uh, turn white people and black people against each other in the school. Oh, critical kids, race theory? In the government school. Yeah, yep, thank you. Yep. So at that big rally, it was a unity rally. We had like people of 15, 20, 30 ethnicities and like 20 different languages had signs saying um, uh, unity or something, or they fear unity or we're united. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had you know, tons of languages. And Carla was there with a sign that just said they fear unity. And I'm like, bam, light bulb. Oh, my God, I have to write a book. Mm-hmm. But that's when I thought of it. And this was still like, like a year ago. So I, I had a few other books that I had kind of started before then. So this was on the list to be number seven for the last like year. Mm-hmm. But I finally started it a few months ago after taxation of staff and after presumed guilty. So I, I wrote it. Um, it's decently short. It's like uh, 25,000 words. Um, so it's a very short for a book. And it's 13 chapters, but it goes through like all of the, the different ways that they divide us. But here's the thing. Like it's probably been written before, but at the end, there's a really big twist. It's, it's they want to divide us so that I can divide and conquer and make us focus on each other and we fight you instead of fighting the government. But at the end, I say, you know what? They want division. Let's steer into the skin. Let's give them division. And I think Ian knows what I'm saying. They want division. Let's give them all the division they can handle and then some. And what that means is division of the union. Ooh. And that actually is the best way to take power away from D.C. Because once the union starts dividing, then D.C., the empire, Crumbles. has no one to rule over. That's and right. then they crumble. And then we win. So it's kind of like saying, steer into the skid. Picking up what you're laying down. Mm-hmm. This has a lot to do with the Overton window, because if people, if what can be discussed is this group versus this group, but what cannot be discussed is all of us versus the people who are using violence and aggression to rule us, who are threatening us all of the time, if that cannot be talked about, then that cannot be changed. Now, I, I was yeah, wondering, I have, you, have you heard of uh, Fred Hampton? negative so uh fred hampton was uh th- this was back in the 60s he was uh coming to prominence in the uh the black panthers in chicago and uh at the time there was a, a lot of racial tension especially between a lot of the uh the poor white southerners who had had to leave their farms in the south moved to the city and uh, a lot of them had ended up in chicago now in the south one of the the things that was very common to see was the confederate flag mm-hmm. so there one of the ways that they uh sort of knew each other and identified was using the confederate flag so that of course helped to inflame some racial tensions but yes but so the 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 black panthers and these uh poor white southerners who had also you know formed uh similar sort of social organizations had actually started talking and uh fred hamden had been a really big driver of that so like they had actually reached the point that the 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 white southerners abandoned the confederate flag as their uh group signal Hmm. because because of how it uh, divided them from the Black Panthers who were suffering the same problems and the same issues. Mm-hmm. And because Fred Hampton was uh, was gaining in prominence and becoming higher and higher in the Black Panthers in the, on a national level, they assassinated him. I was going to guess that. I was going to say the federal government would have to mess that up. They can't have unity. They fear, they fear it. Yeah, That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's why I wondered if you'd heard of him. I, I have not. Is, is there a good book about that story? Um, not that I know of, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that gets, uh, heavily suppressed and, and they're constantly trying to divide us by race, like with the whole, uh, black lives matter thing to divide us against the idea of like, now, wait a second, what this is actually about. And you can see this in the Tyree Nichols case is that it's the police who are acting without 
any kind of responsibility or accountability mm -hmm. against everyone. But if they change this, if they redefine it as, well, no, no, this is a question of whether black lives matter or not, instead of a question of whether or not human lives matter mm -hmm. to the police. Bingo. You're spot on. I, I get frustrated every time I see police, you know, black or white, it doesn't matter. I see police violate someone and abuse them and punish them. Like I wrote and presume guilty, punish them before they're convicted, obviously, which yeah. violate due process. And then everyone says, oh, it's about race. It's not. It's really not. Do cops treat everyone badly? Yes. Do they treat blacks worse? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's about humans. It's about the police versus us, the government versus us. But then they split us, BLM, and they get black versus white, and we're distracted again. They deflect all of you know, the potential attacks and the heat on them and make us fight each other. It's so frustrating. Agreed. It is. I mean, it is going to be true even in a world without the state, which all of us, I think, want to reach at some point, hopefully within our lifetimes, that we're still not going to be unified on everything. People are always going to disagree on stuff. But the difference is liberty-minded people don't want to force their viewpoints on other people. That's the key difference. Y'all can disagree with me. That's fine. Yep. Just don't force me to, uh, you know, come on board with your belief system. And I won't force you to come on board with mine, and then we can live in close proximity to one another. But the people we cannot live with are the people who want to use that force. And that's why what you're saying, Alu, is a solution here is to uh, declare independence from the United States. And in order to make that happen, we come back around to that thing we talked about earlier tonight, which is getting like-minded, liberty-oriented people to do something instead of just complaining online to actually pick up their lives and migrate to a place where they can not only have a community of like-minded people that they can interact with, that they can buy and sell things from, which we see happening regularly within the, the liberty community up here in New Hampshire, but also that because we will have more of us, because there's only a few thousand right now at best, but because we'll have more of us in the rest of society, more people will be working with libertarians. More people will be at the church uh, with libertarians. More people will be at the you know the knitting club with libertarians, and they're going to hear about the ideas of independence more and more and more often. And then we'll start shifting the numbers of people who are in favor of independence, which right now, according to the poll that uh, Alu, your organization, the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence. Uh, hired a polling firm over the summer of 2022. According to that poll, it was about 29% of the respondents, which I believe were registered voters, 29% uh, of the respondents said they favored New Hampshire being an independent nation right now. So nice. it's not quite a third, but we really only need two-thirds to pass a referendum, or right. rather a constitutional amendment that would make that a real thing so we're not quite halfway there but we're close mm -hmm. to halfway there but we still have a lot of persuading to do and having people interacting with pro-independence minded people regularly is what it's going to take they they have to hear about it from people they know they have to hear about it from people that they they trust and not just some you know rando on a street corner yeah. with uh, holding signs now, uh, one of the, getting back to the idea of unity, though, most people, when they hear this concept, they've been trained to believe that the only way that these disparate groups can ever work together is by the force of the government. No, that's not true. When, if you look at it, governments never accomplish this. Throughout time, the, they, when they accomplish this at all, it is for short periods of time and in specific ways. Now, what does cause very different groups of people to work together is... The market. 
Mm-hmm. And how that do we get true. and how do we allow the market? Well, we have to allow the market, which means you have to stop the regulations. You have to stop all of the things that are interfering with our natural ability to work together separately. Yeah, contrary to popular thought, the best way for large groups of people to work together is for everybody in that large group to behave as individually as possible. Right. Alu, other thoughts? Well, that's the book. I think Leonard Reed wrote a very long time ago, I Pencil, that everyone in the world should read. And my son's going to read it as soon as he can read. Um, it explains everyone can make money, and it makes everyone in the world work together to make a pencil because it has parts from all over the world where people don't speak each other's languages, but they all put in that part of the pencil. They all manufacture it and ship it so they can make money. So money is what makes everyone actually work together the best, and it's not the government. It's the opposite of the government, the free market, or the black market, if you will. Bingo. Excellent, sir. Thanks for the call tonight, Alu. Appreciate it. Check out his new book, libertyblock.com is his website. Uh, just a quick out of the nowhere uh, uh, note. So assonance is for uh, vowels, what alliteration is for consonants. Oh. So Bruce Banner is alliter- alliteration, but uh, Silent Night or uh, 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 Son of a Gun. Uh, uh, rhyming is is assonance, but is a kind of a- assonance. Uh-huh. So if you just have any of the vowel sounds similar. So, okay. Very good. Just wanted we to were talking that about that earlier tonight. Wow. I've learned something today. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the CIA. The we, creeps in action. We got into the Nord Stream pipeline uh, uh, sabotage, which apparently, according to Seymour Hersh, did involve the CIA, as well as the U.S. military. And what other shenanigans I, do you I want to report I felt like on? during the previous segments, the word CIA kept coming up, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, let's talk about these bastards. Uh, as many of their listeners may know, uh, I uh, am indeed a survivor of child abuse of many different forms, which mm. uh, I'm not going to go into. We could talk about that yeah. another day, but it is a, a topic that hits home. I do I do some uh, donations to some charities for uh, child abuse, things of that nature, and so that's you know my way of giving back, as well as bringing up these topics on a show such as Free Talk Live. This well, some people would say that's why we need the government is to protect children from abusers. <laughs> oh, well, just wait till you hear this. Mm-hmm. CIA caught covering up rampant child sex crimes inside the agency, and no one oh. has gone to jail. Imagine, huh. imagine an agency so secretive and so corrupt that they can literally get away with criminal sexual abuse of children. Then imagine you are forced to pay for this agency, and despite knowing that their agents are abusing children, even admitting to it, They are avoiding any kind of legal ramifications. Well, there's no need to imagine this because it's that and more happening within the CIA. Wow. And no one's doing anything about it. Last December, through multiple FOIA lawsuits, BuzzFeed News obtained hundreds of internal CIA reports that detail the rampant abuse. According to the reports... Despite multiple agents and contractors, numbering more than 10, being caught in child sex abuse situations, federal prosecutors have brought zero charges. Huh. Mm -hmm. The abusers remain protected by the agency itself. It's been nearly a year since this information became public, yet there have been no investigations and essentially no interest by anyone in D.C. or the political establishment to hold anyone accountable. Wow. Yeah, I remember a previous article that uh, had gone into how the people that had been contractors of the CIA right. had gotten away with these sort of things. They still are. Wow. And and if you remember, Epstein was an intelligence asset. 
That was right. like the first time he got caught, tried, convicted. The reason that they'd let him go, the reason he got a slap on the wrist is because he was, he an, was asset. an intelligence asset. And that was stated by the prosecutor at the time, right? Right. And, and here's the thing. Like, uh, you know, Jet was talking about like, oh, well, no, these are different gangs. No. The Central Intelligence Agency is the central nervous system of this body. It is what runs this gang. So, like, uh, the question has come up, well, if you could get rid of one agency, oh, well, maybe the Fed. No, no, no. The CIA. Hmm. You want to know who's running the show? They have the blackmail on everyone in power. BuzzFeed reports that most of the cases were referred to U.S. attorneys for prosecution, but in an apparent quid pro quo scenario, the U.S. attorneys send the cases back to the CIA to handle them internally. Oh, oh, I see. As a result of this scenario, these child abusing monsters face no legal ramifications. At most, according to the report, they may lose their job or security clearance. Right, because if all you have publicly, who dug up this information? I know it cited it right at the the start of the story. BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Uh, You know, all they got is like some documents from allegedly from the CIA here. That's a whole different story than actual evidence being promoted in a courtroom and like showing the ugly details of what these people are doing. Instead, you just get, you know, some sort of internal memo or whatever. That's not the same. Like that's nowhere near as damning of a situation. And here's the thing. In civilized society, child abuse is a terrible personality, a criminal personality flaw. In government, it's a special skill. Mm-hmm. As BuzzFeed well, points out. Some of these crimes are utterly horrifying and involve toddlers. Oh, God. One employee had sexual contact with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. He was fired. A second employee purchased three sexually explicit videos of young girls filmed by their mothers. He resigned. A third employee, employee estimated that he had viewed up to 1,400 sexually abusive images of children while on agency assignments. The records do not say what action, if any, the CIA took against him. Hmm. A contractor who arranged for sex with an undercover FBI agent posing as a child had his contract revoked. Out of all these monsters, only a single one, that's one, Uno, was ever charged with a crime. Hmm. In fact, that one individual, according to the report, was the only known case of a CIA staffer being charged with child sex crimes Ever in all of history. Wow. Wow. What happened to him? When questioned about the unchecked abuse, the agency refused to elaborate, stating only that the CIA, quote, takes seriously its responsibility to hold accountable federal government employees who violate federal law within our jurisdiction. Sure. By firing them, maybe. Cue the laughter here, (laughs) because that is a canned response if I ever heard one, and they certainly do not take it seriously as evidenced by this article. Yeah, I bet you anything there was an internal politics thing that caused that one person to to be accused of this. Hmm. Uh, what's more, as the complete lack of interest by federal prosecutors highlights, no one takes it seriously. According to the report, the reasoning behind not charging the CIA child predators with crimes is that their prosecution could reveal potential state secrets. secrets. Mm-hmm. As Bud, BuzzFeed reports, the former official who reviewed the declassified Inspector General reports characterized the concern from CIA lawyers as, 
We can't have these people testify. They may inadvertently be forced to disclose sources and mm. methods. Ooh. Really? Yes. Look, parents, we we are concerned for your children and their safety, but they're just not as important as our state secrets. So well, we're going to protect those instead. Well, if you prosecute our child abusers, then you'll find out all the politicians that are evolve- involved in the child abuse. Mm-hmm. We can't have that. It would uh, it would uh, uh, national security. Well, I think we were saying when the whole Epstein thing came out was like this guy crossed somebody. He pissed somebody off within the within the government, mm-hmm. right? Like this is the tip of the iceberg, and now you're starting to see maybe a little bit more of that tip of the iceberg. But it's got to go deeper, and it's got to it's probably gets really ugly. Oh yeah, well, and that's why we are not allowed to pull at these threads. That's why when the surviving uh, uh, partner in this crime gets prosecuted, we do not have any information as to the client list. Are you talking about Jelaine Maxwell? That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Imagine it was your child who was raped by a CIA agent, and authorities tell you that they cannot prosecute the abuser because it may reveal state secrets. Hey, look, it's for the good of the nation. Yeah. It's totally fine. For the good of the nation, mm-hmm. your child's predator will never come to justice. If there are state secrets so important inside the CIA that children can be sexually abused with impunity, it is high time this organization is disbanded and eliminated as children are the one thing we should actually be protecting. Sadly, however, that will likely not happen as this problem is rife throughout all government agencies, which explains why no one is looking into the CIA. In uh, July 2019, the TFTP reported... The problem of government agents viewing horrific images and videos of child pornography on official Department of Defense computers had gotten so out of hand that the bipartisan legislation had to be introduced to curb the practice. Uh, How's legislation going to curb that practice? I don't know. A couple of reps introduced legislation (laughs) meant to halt the epidemic of government employees viewing and sharing child porn over Department of Defense networks and devices. I'd be willing to bet the DOD network has more child porn on it than any other network, period. It's already illegal. What are they going to legislate that's going to somehow make it more illegal for these people? They're not being prosecuted. I'm sorry. It's too bad that the person who abused your child was an important person. Mm. Too bad. I mean, if they hadn't been an important person, you might be allowed to find out who it was. Mm. Uh, They launched an investigation into this kind of stuff. Uh, The investigation identified over 5,000 individuals, including many affiliated with the Department of Defense, who were subscribed to child porn websites. 5,000? Yeah. The investigation was conducted by the Pentagon's Defense (laughs) Criminal Investigative Service, and it netted hundreds of suspects who work for and are affiliated with the Department of Defense. Hundreds of government employees are using taxpayer-funded DOD networks and computers to view and share child porn, essentially running a child porn network on a government system. Wow. Well, listen, I mean, that's a very concerning thing, but if we were to just go ahead and arrest those thousands or hundreds or whatever of people, then we wouldn't have defense. We wouldn't be able to protect the nation. I mean, don't you people want to be protected from China and Russia? I mean, we got to give these people a pass, clearly. Yeah. What I want I'm being is facetious, for, by the way. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You're playing yeah. devil's advocate. What I want is for people to understand that this 
is what happens when you give people power. Sure. They abuse it. They abuse children with it. Mm-hmm. And what I want people to understand is that this isn't one-offs. These aren't separate incidences. No, Mm -hmm. this is a network. This is a culture. This is what villainous psychopaths do to keep each other from backstabbing for five minutes. The only way to do it is blackmail. And the best kinds of blackmail are universally abhorrent behaviors like child sexual predation. If you want to comment here, the number is 603-283-6160. But, you know, if even if they were to abolish the CIA tomorrow, it still wouldn't change these issues. As you said, the Department Disagree. of Defense, the FBI. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. But these it people would help are still, a hell of a lot. These people are still going to be there. They'll just be in other agencies. In fact, probably some of the CIA guys would get hired by the other agencies at that point. you got to get rid of the whole beast, the whole federal government. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up a little bit later tonight, there's more live talk content available for you only online, however. You can tune into any of our video streaming platforms that we're on, though we prefer you'd watch on Odyssey. You can go to watch.freetalklive.com that'll take you right to the video streaming page where you can also chat with some of the uh, the users in the chat room there which we are now able to monitor in studio for the first time in the last week or so basically terrestrial uh, radio can't handle our content it is uncensored as far as uh, radio is concerned so we do not have radio stations that air beard talk live it starts right. at ten thirty eastern time uh, gives you guys a few minutes to take a break after we wrap up the radio show and get things in order for Beard Talk Live, which is coming up on its half a year uh, point very, very soon. Episode so. 26. Is that this week? I think so. Uh, 26 or 27. Yeah. Well, I better know by 1030. Okay. If, if, only, if only the guys who lose in track. Thing would, it's a good thing. I don't know, know what had, episode of Free clue. Talk Live this is. I mean, my God, it's been 20 years uh, at this point. But uh, you guys are doing a good job. It's a fun show. If you are available to watch it live, then you can see that at watch.freetalklive.com. If you prefer to listen, uh, you can also grab it on our podcast, which, as I mentioned earlier, you can find the podcast for Free Talk Live at feeds.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh, I just want uh, to um, bring up that I was watching the TV and and they were talking about human trafficking around um, uh, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They were saying that they bring the girls in there for, and the, most of the Johns are the local people that live there. And one of the things that she mentioned was that for Ten prostitutes they incarcerate when they wind up in jail. Only one of them said, "I was doing this because I wanted to do it." So all the other one nine of the prostitute jails were beaten or forced into it and coerced. Mm. So that's the epitome of it. I mean, yeah, that's terrible. That if too. that's the case, and as we've tried to explain to you before, but you just simply will not listen. Uh, of course, ending prohibition of sex work would solve that problem basically overnight. Sure would. But you don't care actually about these women. You just pretend to, right? Well, I mean, it, it, do you think? Do you really think that we could end prohibition just because you you want it, you wish it to? 
It's like, no, other like, people have slavery like ended. Back in New Mexico. How do you think Just slavery ended, Sarah? You think it's going to happen? People wanted to it. end it long enough for it to happen. Okay, you're convinced of it, and you're willing to work on it, whatever. But I mean. I mean, my reality, my my thing is that I just think they need to keep the more vulnerable. My my way of doing it is um, separating the homeless men from the women, so they can't recruit these women that are vulnerable. Hold on, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, you said these men, these pimps, are bringing women in to the Super Bowl, meaning that they're coming from the outside in order to service these Johns. That sounds like it's a little out of the range of your average homeless guy right? to arrange that. No, no. I mean, that, but I'm saying they recruit these girls that are runaway, runaway, runaway girls that are picked at their local cities, wherever they're at. Or once they get them around the month into their little... Stable, well, I want could... you. I want you to remember every time you collect that welfare check or whatever you want to call it, every time you collect that check from the government, you are contributing to the homelessness problem. You see, if we didn't have all of these regulations choking the life out of our economy, then we wouldn't have this giant homelessness problem. If they couldn't print the money to give to you then we wouldn't have this enormous homelessness problem. But I, we're talking about how they get these girls. The, these girls are busted or brought into these Super Bowls. Okay, but you just said that that wasn't the case. No, no, she was, no, no, she was saying okay, that listen, uh, apparently the majority okay, of the Johns their, are uh, locals. Wait a minute, I thought you said that... That's originally what you had said, was that they were being brought in, and then I said that would be out of the range of your average homeless guy, and then you said, no, the homeless guys are the ones that are recruiting these girls. Which, which no, way no, is no, it? No, no, the homeless girls are being rounded up in their city, and once they, once they get But didn't them, you say the solution there. was to separate homeless men from homeless women in homeless shelters? Right, right, that's my thing. Cause they have How to, is that going recruiters. to stop this? They have... They have the scout. They're actually homeless men. They get dope the or scouts. money, or I don't know what. They work with the pimps, so they I track see. them. These girls, they're a lookout for these girls, yeah. and they round see. Them here's up, how it would work if they... it were legal. Okay, so if prostitution were legal, one of the ways it would work is professionals would be doing this job. You would not be able to recruit as effectively on the streets because. A crack addicted, uh, you know, meth whore who's missing half her teeth or whatever, and's got pock marks all over her body from picking constantly because of her meth addiction, is not going to have a chance to compete with a young woman who's trying to pay her college bills or whatever, who wants to go into uh, this profession of doing sex work because she knows it pays really well. Okay, so the homeless recruiters are going to be out of business overnight if you actually were to legalize this business. Also, by legalizing it, it's going to drive the price down. Anytime mm -hmm. you make something illegal, you make it more expensive. You don't get rid of it. You just make it more expensive. When you make something more expensive, you make it worth people's while to make it happen in spite of the fact that it's illegal. Right, and she'd also pointed out, and thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight, she'd also pointed out that ostensibly one out of ten of the people, the women who are arrested for prostitution, are, she claims, voluntary. And the women who are doing prostitution in legal areas 
in, for instance, Nevada, in the mm-hmm. counties where prostitution is legal, they're 100% voluntary yeah. in those places. This is very telling, too, about uh, governments, because there have been successful, we'll call them states, cities at least, mm-hmm. with uh, what we call successful drug policy. That is to say, they've legalized drugs to whatever extent they have. Or at least decriminalized. Or at least decriminalized. And what they've seen, of course, is a reduction in crime, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oh, wow, who would have ever thought that, right? And so what you don't see, though, is in all of the places where this is has gone on, is you don't see the normal monkey see, monkey do act that governments do. When something succeeds, when one politician is successful at a thing, usually it catches on like wildfire and all mm-hmm. the politicians mm-hmm. start doing it. Take a look at mandatory masking. Right. Mm-hmm. Like one guy started it and like woof, all of a sudden everybody was in on it like wildfire. Right. Right. So if you look at successful drug policy, though, it's not catching on. Why? There's no money in it. Hmm. Let's go to the phones here. Padraig is on the line. Also, he's in New Mexico. Go ahead, Padraig. Uh, Sarah's misguided. Uh, New Mexico's misguided. And you're, you guys are correct. They always take the taxes out of our pocket. If I saw a prostitute on the street and I wanted to give her $20 or whatever, $100 bill, that would be out of my pocket. But the Mm -hmm. government wants to save everybody, and the government is only taking away from the people who work. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and one of the things about that, like, you don't see them, you know, human trafficking into Nevada. You don't see them human trafficking into Amsterdam to compete where it's legal. No, that's not what happens No, it there. attracts people. There are women who will move into Nevada to simply seek out these opportunities. That's exactly right. And it's well, all voluntary. Do that. They should find a good working man and marry him and cooking breakfast or something i don't that know that is that is a much more likely way to have a happy life and that's just I what the statistics so. show on average so. that will for most people bring you a much happier life well, i don't know Thank i mean the, the money these women can make they could have a very happy life and, and they could take care of a man on the a prostitutes well as i'm sure uh, you're salary. aware there's more to life than money well, there's no doubt about it, but I mean, it's nice to have some nice things if you can afford it. Sure, I mean, sure, but it doesn't give you purpose. It doesn't give I you. Mean, a reason I can't to get speak up to that. I, there, it may very well give these these women purpose uh, who are in this business. I mean, it it may not be right for you, or it may not be right for me. We may not be able to understand it, but I don't think it's fair to say that they don't have purpose for well, in what they compared do. Compared to what, though? Compared in this case to having a family. Now, when you have a family, you touch immortality. You pass a part of yourself on beyond your death. I mean, there's no prohibition The level of on purpose it. in that, the level of, of meaningfulness to that endeavor is way more than that of being a hooker. There are plenty of prostitutes who surely have children and, and families and yeah, such. Also, I mean, like, you know, the ones who are really good would, you know, I mean, you develop your skill set, right? You're going to reap more rewards, right? And this is every industry ever. So... Uh, but I would say that to go along with your touching immortality, art also provides that sense of purpose for many people. Now, art can be found anywhere. Some of these girls performing these sex work services could be considered artists. Indeed. Padraig, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? No, I just wish women didn't have to sell their bodies, but I guess we're all prostitutes because anybody that works, they got to pay the government 
and I guess that makes us all prostitutes. That makes us slaves. Thank you for the call tonight, Pedrega. I do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Yeah, I, it makes us slaves, not prostitutes. Yeah, in that case right, of the government, sure. Slavery is involuntary, whereas prostitution is voluntary. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that... Uh, Some the, of it. You could argue that the prostitute is performing a very important service for a lot of lonely people out there, right? Like, there's a... there's, And I can't speak for them, but we've had some of them call the show over yeah. the years and kind of well, explain and there's even their non-sexual versions of that service. I know Free Talk Live has covered them in the past, sure. but the snuggling uh, people, snuggling and people yeah. who just hug people for you know they pay people to give them a hug, stuff well, like that. I don't that. know like, how many prostitutes you've ever hung out with. I have hung out with them. They're mm-hmm. not fulfilled. They're not happy. They okay. don't like their life choices. And you know, we one of the biggest things is the question of how voluntary was this. And in a lot of cases, because there are not other opportunities for them, or at least not opportunities that they can see, they end up doing this just because that's what's available to them that they know is available. Now, if you had a functional economic system, on the other hand, there would be so many opportunities that are so obvious that you wouldn't feel that you had no choice but to go into this line of work. Okay, are we talking about prostitutes who are working in the illegal industry, or are we talking yeah. about prostitutes who are working yeah, in I'm the legal about, industry? I'm talking about, I haven't known the ones that uh, work in the legal industry. Okay, well, obviously you're going to get more desperation in that circumstance, but the people who are moving their lives to Nevada to go and work at the Bunny Ranch or wherever it is that they're working at because they know they can make, you know, 300 bucks an hour or whatever, I don't know what they charge, right, but it's... It's a decent living well, from what I understand. These are not people who are on their their last desperate attempt to try to make some money. These are in many cases professional women who are like, yeah, I got the body. I got the personality. I can do this and I can make a bunch of money. And some of them make enough money to where they can just retire. You know, okay. by, by the time their body's out of out of shape, by the time they're in their you know mid-30s or 40s or whatever, then they can just go do something else. And uh-huh. then they can spend all the time they want with their kids. Well, If you look at something comparable, sex work that is legal, which is online, OnlyFans, things like that, cam girls, go talk to them, see their blogs, read them. They're not happy with it. They're not fulfilled. They are upset with society putting them in a position where this seems to be the best option, and they have a legitimate grievance there. Well, what would they do in the absence of the technology to allow them to have an OnlyFans page? In the absence of the technology? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe be hookers. Well, one of the differences uh, would be that the people that are doing OnlyFans have to deal with these online individuals who are hiding behind computer monitors. They are probably not the nicest uh, people as far as customers are concerned. I'm just, you know, I'm speculating here, knowing the way people behave on the internet, right, when they have anonymity. And I'm not saying you're going to have necessarily the nicest group of folks who would be profession who would be buying from a professional prostitute, but in that case, you are dealing with people in real life. You are actually helping people who, in many cases, are are you know very lonely individuals, and these are people who might act out in negative ways if they don't have some sort of release for whatever sexual drives that they have. These women could be very well providing a very important service, and they may feel more fulfilled because they're doing it to with real people. Uh, and maybe, you know, you just can't see that, but I, I bet you you can find people in the prostitution field who 
absolutely do feel as though it's an important profession that they're in and that they've chosen I'm sure uh, to you do can. it. They're called outliers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the phones are open here. The number is 603-283-6160. I uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I I get it. Like you know, people that work at a strip club, they're dealing with some sleazy dudes. There's there's no doubt about it, and that is probably not the most fun job in the world. But I I I've known people who uh, have made a lot of money. Well, and you know, doing is, this, like, and there's people who do jobs that they don't like all over the place. Right, right. And look at how they get treated. Every time where someone is paying for a service, they tend to not treat the people providing that service very well. Like, if you are ever in customer service or mm-hmm. a clerk or anything like that, yeah, because been. they're like, oh, well, I'm the boss. And when I earned this money, I was abused. Well, now I get to abuse you because I'm the customer and I'm always right now. And the same is going to be true in that as it is everything else. Sure, but if you're going to have a crappy job, you I think a lot of people would rather get paid $300 an hour than uh, 15 bucks an hour. That's you know, true. If, if you're going to have one crappy job versus another crappy job, I mean if you got what it takes to take that job on and it's not e- I'm sure it's not easy to be, you know, even a legal prostitute, it probably is a very challenging uh, profession, but the ladies that are in it are in it for a reason and they are in it because they've chosen that that field, you know? I say good for them. Well, and let's not forget about the men that are in it. There are male prostitutes. That's, that's true. Yeah, we had actually had one of them on the show, uh, Vin Armani. He was, I don't think he would use the term prostitute, but he was an escort. <laughs> uh, he was a professional, you know, paid escort, high-end escort. I don't think in, he would use that term, but I think it would be a fair term. In Vegas. and What's that uh, David Lee Roth song? I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Escort go, would be the proper term. Where I go. Yeah. Sorry. Escort would be the proper term, and technically they are not paying you for sex. However, if you want a repeat customer, you will provide that. Indeed. Uh, And he has, by the way, gone in a different direction since he left that profession. Mm -hmm. He's now a very religious uh, person and posts some really interesting stuff on his Twitter account. He's called Cyprian these days. He's had another uh, name change, so he's no longer Vin Armani. He's definitely worth, uh, worth a follow there. You know, uh, Peakless, did you have more you wanted to say about the CIA, or do you want to cover the crypto-slash-CBDC news that uh, um, we had tonight? Well, I think that I will say one thing about the CIA. So I do want to say, just to really drive home the point, these aren't isolated. No, they're This not. is a network. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Tip of the iceberg. Right. And, and right. this, this these, article this only covers through the cracks. It only covers the ones that they found. Right. right. They're not actively looking. They just happened to stumble upon more than 10 of these people right? and did nothing about it. That's exactly it. The ones that did get caught, nothing happens. This is what slips through the crack. Mm-hmm. And and tip of the iceberg is right. They are hiding. The, va- the ones that get caught even get protected. What do you think about the ones that don't get caught? Sure. And the reason for this is very simple. The nature of the state, the nature of government, the nature of being allowed by society to hurt people who aren't hurting anyone means that you develop a system of psychopathy. You develop people who are either themselves psychopaths or are mimicking the behaviors of people who are psychopaths. Now, you cannot have an efficient system unless you mimic efficient systems. So they are not capable of trusting each other. It is simply impossible for psychopaths to trust other psychopaths. Mm -hmm. 
Now, ordinarily, that would make this kind of a system impossible, but they can mimic trust with blackmail. They don't actually trust each other, but if I know that you have dirt on me and you will take my power away from me if I cross you, and you know that I have dirt on you and I will take your power away if you cross me, mm-hmm. then we can act as if We're getting along. we trust each other. Yeah. Exactly. And they, because these things have gone on for so long, they will naturally reach systems. So there will be induction ceremonies Mm -hmm. like with Epstein, where he takes you in his plane and, oh, now you're a pedophile. I mean, an ephibophile, but no one knows that word anyway. So now you're a pedophile. But don't worry. You're in the club now. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, well, now that we can trust you, here's some of our secrets. See, now you've got dirt on me, I've got dirt on you, we're both culpable. Welcome to the club. And then they can, because trust is incredibly efficient. Security is costly. So if you don't have to secure every little thing because there's a network of trust, then you can have an efficient system of oppressing people. Yep. So this rabbit hole is a rabbit hole. It goes all the way down. It goes all the way to the top. Like... Something like Hunter's, Hunter Biden's laptop coming out, where his underage niece is involved in some very curious ways. Mm-hmm. Again, this is just the stuff that falls through the cracks right. that we actually get to take a look at. So remember, these aren't accidents. These aren't exceptions. Yeah, what's he really doing in Ukraine? Yeah, this right? is what is actually happening. This is the nature of the people that deign to rule you. I mean, you want to talk about a prostitution network and under one of the reasons why they're never going to legalize prostitution is because people like this are probably involved, right? Like it's not beyond belief to suggest that Hunter Biden's actually helping move women from Ukraine to the United States as sex slaves or whatever, and they end up at the Super Bowl, right? Like right. I'm just speculating here, well, but that could happen. And uh, I read and he would be protected by the CIA. Right. I read somewhere uh, something like three thousand prostitutes were imported to the WEF meeting. Mm-hmm. Sure, that, that happened recently. So yeah. there's that three thousand. And I mean, yeah, you're you're probably right that even if you did somehow manage to get rid of the CIA, they would just go underground. They'd go into other organizations. They would reform their organization under another name. Mm-hmm. But they won't even let you do that. The last person who had like a modicum of power enough to even try to do that was John F. Kennedy. Look what happened to him. Exactly. And now it's pretty well known, like it's on Fox News for crying out loud, that yes, who arranged his assassination? The Central Intelligence Agency. That's right. Yeah, that did come out last year, right? Yeah. And that's absolutely factual. It's factual. It's provable. This is what happens when you say, I'm going to dismantle the CIA brick by brick, loudly and proudly in public. Mm Mm-hmm. The number here is 603-283-6160. Uh, that is absolutely the case. It's, it's definitely a scary situation out there. But what do we do? Well, again, the, the best solution, I think, uh, is to break up, say goodbye, because yes. disconnect from this. Stop using their money, of course, is another important right. one. Right. And, and that's that's the thing. Like uh, the, the, the solution of breaking up, that's a big solution. It is. And yeah. we have to work our way there. But a lot of times people see something like that and they're like, well, geez, what can I do about this? Yeah. Well, here's what you can do. You can stop paying them because they are paid with your toil. Well, they'll just print the money if they need to. 
Which is no, why no, getting out of their money system is important. That's exactly it. It is your work that makes their money valuable mm-hmm. because you keep using their money. So what you can do today, right now, is make whichever step it is to get a little bit further from their money system. Maybe acquiring some gold or silver. Goldbacks we're big fans of mm-hmm. here on Free Talk Live. Crypto, so. Cryptocurrency, of course. Of course, the government's trying to make it harder than ever to acquire and hold cryptocurrency. They definitely see that as a threat. And we talked about that earlier this week with their crackdown uh, via the SEC going after Kraken for mm-hmm. allowing people to do staking. And it's just it's getting really difficult out there for people to get into crypto. And the government is trying to stop. This. Well, and, and this article about the child abuse of the CIA just illustrates that uh, even when it comes to children, most people are just willing to turn a blind eye to government and not care that children are being sexually abused by CIA employees and contractors, so much so that they get caught without any investigation going on. And nobody cares about these children. Like, if you're in the CIA and you see or hear of something like this going on, do something about it. Because guess what? They'll nope. come after you. No, one, no one's going to hold them accountable. So the odds of you, you getting held accountable, about it, they're going to come after you. Maybe. I don't think there's a jury on planet Earth that would convict somebody of defending a They'll child from They'll come after you abuse. in a different way. They'll come after you in a way that won't end up in front of a jury. And that's why we have to pull their power away from them. Uh, out of time for tonight, at least on the radio side of things, the uh, Beard Talk Live show will kick off in about a half an hour, 1030 Eastern Time, over at watch.freetalklive.com. And we'll see you then. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today.